Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News talking about Halo getting a huge update, but in the Master Chief Collection, while Infinite seems to be sort of floundering and the community is begging for updates. If you like these discussions or opinion pieces, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you are here. Check out all the links below if you want to support the channel directly. We are doing members-only content now, an extra stream on Thursday afternoons as well as Friday nights, so consider consider doing a paid membership even if you can't make it to the streams you could watch those vods and if you haven't been catching my streams youtube has updated some things so you might not be seeing them check your subscription feed in my channel every day so you don't miss my live streams and i am going to give a front end to the video walking through everything the master chief collection is getting and sort of giving my opinion on what I think is going on, and then I want to debate the audience about the various things that I think are indicative about Halo Infinite in light of what's happening with the Master Chief Collection. This is a Reforge update. The Halo Master Chief Collection is receiving a pretty significant update, which is leading many to ask what is actually going on at 343 with respect to Halo Infinite, as well as news about a company coming in to help more than they already have. We've covered this in the past. If you like these quick Reforge updates, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss the uploads, or check me out on Reforge Gaming where I stream these live. So, I'm going to walk through what exactly this update is for the Master Chief Collection. How big is it? What's inside of it? I'm going to talk about how I think the Master Chief Collection must be a cash cow of some sort and how I think this points to an engine problem for Halo Infinite. So according to Game Informer, this new update for the Master Chief Collection is now live and it includes a number of bug fixes and improvements for the overall experience. Perhaps most exciting is the addition of the new Halo 3 ODST firefight variants such as Flood Fight which pits you against flood enemies and Halo 3 getting cross-platform co-op. The cross-platform co-op might be a little bit of a sticking point for people that were really hoping for co-op in Halo Infinite, seeing it arrive in a pretty old Halo for cross-play on the Master Chief Collection. Now, how big is this update? It clocks in at roughly 22 gig on Xbox consoles. It is one of the biggest in recent memory. So, what do you get? You get the previously mentioned Halo 3 ODST Firefight. You get Halo 3 cross-platform co-op. Apparently, that cross-platform co-op is experimental right now. They also added custom game browser improvements, Halo 4 campaign customization, and new skulls. So there's a significant amount of things coming to the game. I've actually heard that the browser, the game browser, is really, really nice, and people would love to see that come to Infinite, which leads me to make some of the points that I think are very important. The Master Chief Collection must be at some level a cash cow for 343 to continue to get not just support, but very sizable updates. Not only is it a cash cow, it very likely could be maybe a testing ground for community feedback on updates and changes. If that's the case, that sort of adds insult to injury with respect to the Halo Infinite Battle Pass's design at launch and why it continues to be a frustration point for the community after the Master Chief Collection Battle Pass was treated so well over time. 
Updates and fixes are also incredibly slow for Infinite, which I think points to an engine problem. They've been able to push out updates or more significant updates for the Master Chief Collection since Halo Infinite launched, and Infinite struggles to get anything updated quickly. Big Team Battle matchmaking was problematic for a while, and other changes just seemingly couldn't happen fast. Even the actual Halo Infinite store items couldn't be split up when they were trying to make it a better and more suitable microtransaction store for the community with respect to wanting more volition and choice of buying individual items. They were unable to do that. The other thing I think about this is really important to address is that the optics on this are pretty terrible. Everybody's been sitting around waiting for Halo Infinite to get the the just treatment that they'd love to see it it's supposed to be the flagship and you're seeing a 22 gig update hit the master chief collection now they simultaneously pushed out this update while also announcing they are deepening their relationship with certain affinity and certain affinity helped with halo 4 and forge and they've worked on halo for a very long time and they're excited to deepen that relationship and help the franchise evolve Many are speculating they might be helping with Forge or maybe even co-op, but I have to ask the question. If Forge and co-op were not a priority for launch, did they even know what they were doing with this title? It seems a bit aimless at this point, and this suddenly bringing in certain infinity, certain affinity to deepen the relationship and work more than they previously have shows signs that they might need help in co-development, which again seems to point to the game's not in a great state and neither is the engine. Let me know what you think in the comments below. I'll be breaking this down with a live audience over on Reforge Gaming. As always, hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next video. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I want to go through these points, you know, sort of piece by piece, rather than debate the entire giant subject, take it sort of one at a time. First and foremost, if you haven't hit the like button, go ahead and do that. We are still noticing some strange behavior on YouTube. A bunch of things broke yesterday, and when we were over on Reforge Radio, if you missed that episode, it was a really good one about the Johnny Depp lawsuit. Make sure and check out that past broadcast. We are still noticing the platform acting very strange, and we are hoping those things get resolved. If you haven't seen my live streams, again, make sure and check your subscription feed, and make sure and check my channel daily. Daily. That way you can see whether or not I am live. Okay. Now, this particular subject, I know we've covered a lot of Halo Infinite, and I really think that this is an important uh, topic because the Halo Master Chief Collection is getting an update while Infinite just sort of sits there for the time being, or obviously waiting on Season 2. Joseph Staten has made assurances that there'll be significant updates and information this month about Season 2, since it is arriving next month in May. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Guys, make sure and switch to live chat. Smash the like button. We only need 30 more likes for 100 likes. We got to get real scrappy uh, to get good treatment right now. We're, 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 in a, we're in a weird place, so we need everybody to jump in daily, say good morning, smash like, and then we'll come up with a poll here in just a moment. So the first thing that I think is really important to discuss right now is that the Master Chief Collection must be generating a good amount of revenue like it's got to it has to be at some level a cash cow because why else would you be continuing to push out these updates now i am going to assume 
that no one working on the Master Chief Collection is somehow being taken off of Halo Infinite. I don't think that is the case. I don't think they're like shorting the bandwidth for Infinite, but it does start to feel like, my goodness, how long are you going to support the Master Chief Collection? Like it's sort of a mixed bag of like, hey, it's great you continue to support this, but this thing over here feels like it's on life support and you're focusing on something that's fairly old at this point. Eugene says, it feels like sending your old girlfriend flowers while your wife is in the hospital. Like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, the optics on it is really, really tough, I think. Uh, Let's just see. Uh, Let's see. Halo Master Chief update. Is this concerning for Halo Infinite? Like, do you think this is concerning? Yes or no? Are you like, no, this is totally fine. This has no bearing on Halo Infinite. The Halo Master Chief Collection is a separate thing, separate team. It's fine to do this. Yo, good morning, Frank. How are you? Does the Master Chief Collection have a battle pass? Yes, that was one of the lead reasons that they were people were so critical of the Halo Infinite battle pass design. People were like, listen, you guys got it so right in the Master Chief Collection. You got to a place where you really implemented good community feedback. You really got things to where the community praised it. And then Halo Infinite launched and it was like, what on earth is this? This isn't anything that you guys previously learned. Vandalay Industries. Yes, Vandalay Industries. I am wearing a Seinfeld shirt today. This is from the 90s uh, TV collection over at 80s Tees. Yes, they do have 90s stuff. So make sure and use the shirt command if you like today's shirt or check out the link below. Just remember to use code LONO for 30% off. We think that people were going over and using the 30% off discount when you like put in your email. So make sure if you're going to 80stees.com to support or buy the shirts that I'm ever wearing, use code LONO to get 30% off. My guess is this was supposed to come out before Infinite, but Infinite launched early uh, and this launched late, says Zubair. I don't know if I can dispute that or promote that in either direction, Zubair. I mean, that's that's a real... <sighs> that's a real tough one. I don't... Like, if I try to prove it true, I could say you know why would they why would they do that in the midst of infinite being out but i also would say infinite got delayed significantly so that what this must have been in the pipeline regardless of infinite's launch date right infinite was supposed to launch end of 2020 so this was supposed to land a year into infinite's life like you know what i'm saying it feels odd i like and yeah infinite didn't really launch early i would say well, it did and it didn't launch early. Like, Halo Infinite got delayed, and that so you can't really say it launched early. But we can say it launched early in the realm of, like, it wasn't ready, right? Especially the multiplayer. You might be able to make the case that, like, yeah, it was, you know... It, it, the, the campaign was ready. You were at the top of my feed this morning. My mobile app looks better today. The The live is in both places. We also put it on the dadgum thumbnail. <laughs> we're going to punch you in the eyeball to be like, we're live. Um, it did seem like the mobile kind of went back to normal. Maybe they're not doing the A-B testing anymore. We'll see how it treats us today. Um, we're, we're still having slower starts than I'm used to, and that, again, could just be because people are getting kind of bumped out of their routine with everything that they updated. But it did look better on my mobile today. 
Serious question, if George was a big AAA video game publisher, which one would he be? George Costanza? I don't know. (laughs) I actually don't know. Did you hear certain Affinity CEO like to tweet about someone wanting Xbox to acquire them? Well, they... So, certain Affinity, that's part of the news today. So, certain Affinity has apparently deepened their relationship with... Uh, 343 for Halo Infinite the exact tweet from Certain Affinity reads as follows so they tweeted this they said we have been a part of the Halo franchise for more than 15 years we're honored to say we are deepening our relationship with 343 and have been entrusted with further, further evolving Halo Infinite in some new and exciting ways join us on our journey So a lot of people looked at this and thought, oh, what's this mean? What's going on? Certain Affinity basically uh, had had like that history, I believe, of working on Halo 4 and helping with Forge. So many people are now speculating. Um, Many people are speculating that, you know, this is... This is a sign that Forge, they need help with it. Or maybe there's something completely separate that they need help with and they know that certain affinity can assist them with this. Now, I pointed to Bungie and said, listen, Bungie had a great, great time when they were had, you know, when they had co-developers helping them, uh, High Moon Studios and Vicarious Visions. And that was obviously working on Destiny, a very different game. But I think there's similarities and here's what I mean. One of the things we know about Destiny is that the engine itself leads to long development windows and struggles with quick updates and changes. I'm seeing a lot of similarities with Halo Infinite. If you look at the timeline of changes and the quickness of changes on Halo Infinite, anytime there's a Halo Infinite update, it seems like, why wasn't this done four weeks ago? It it, it seems they're very, very slow to do updates. I have attributed this to the engine, okay? And the reason I attribute it to the engine is the most basic things don't seem to be possible very quickly. Number one, we had the big team battle, you know, matchmaking being broken, right? We had that. Then we had the storefront. They couldn't break apart bundles. Then there was something else that wasn't working. I can't remember uh, what it was. Uh, but yes, then we had that as well, that they were like trying to fix things and they were basically telling us that they couldn't do it quickly. I forget which one it was now. I, I'm usually better at these rundowns. I forget now since it's been a while since we covered this. But there was something else that they was like taking them a really, really long time to fix. Big team battle matchmaking being like the most primary one. I would say the other thing was the fact that it didn't launch with Slayer and it didn't launch with SWAT and they like shove those in the game about a month later into the game's into the game's launch it was like wait a minute why weren't these things why did it take you so long to cook up a couple of game modes right uh and oh yeah match xp was another one we can't just give you xp at the end of a match right they had to do it through the challenge system again it just doesn't seem like the game is agile it doesn't seem like they can make quick changes which is concerning now when you see the master chief collection getting changes and updates and modes and a 22 gig update in a window of time where infinite got nothing close to that you have to start to think is is the engine is whatever you guys did to make the halo infinite release date possible whatever you guys did with this engine is it just really really cumbersome right is it sluggish and slow like a cement truck or 
are you guys just being like extra extra careful like which is it because it doesn't seem to line up a 22 gig update for the master chief collection while infinite sort of sits there and what are the most significant updates that you got in halo infinite since the release like what are the most significant updates mostly fixing things or adding things that people thought should have been there right if the challenge i swear if the challenge system is the main way to gain xp in season two i'm gonna be ticked I was hoping for a complete overhaul of that system. I don't know if they're going to have the stones to do it, though. I think that's a pretty tall order. I'm all for Master Chief getting features, but while your flagship is a meme... Yeah, that was Creature's take last night when we were breaking this down on the phone and thinking through, like, what what should we cover tomorrow? He was like, your flagship is a meme, and you're updating the Master Chief collection. It just seems like a a, a strange choice. He also said, and I think he's right, that simultaneously doing this update and then announcing that you're increasing your relationship with certain affinity, that wasn't an accident, right? It wasn't an accident. I know this is a Halo show today, but No Man's Sky released a trailer for a new update called Outlaws. Members can submit questions with the question command of off-topic or other game industry news that you'd like me to cover, and we will do that when in an extra stream on Thursday afternoons. And then don't forget, Friday nights I'm streaming with my wife, and once a month that Friday night stream is Community Game Night. So those are members-only streams that we have added. So if you're looking for a reason to become a member, that's a great way to do it, because sometimes you guys come in and I can't divert to another subject. That's something we'll reserve for a stream every week for members on Thursdays. Again, it's an extra stream on Thursday. We're not taking anything away. So consider clicking that join button or using the join command in chat. Five bucks a month gets you access to extra streams and uh, and our Discord, our, like, all the extra rooms in our Discord. So consider doing that if you're listening to the VOD or here live. We really want to see those membership numbers climb. We've been doing this for six months, and we're not seeing uh, the the membership numbers in a good place. And part of that we attributed to the fact that we were offering no member incentives. So, welcome in, everybody. We're discussing the Halo Master Chief Collection update, uh, as well as Halo Infinite news that the certain affinity relationship with 343 Industries is being increased and deepened and what this all means from an optics perspective for those who are sort of waiting for Halo Infinite to get on the ball. ADJC says, maybe they're trying to hide Infinite behind the Master Chief collection, while Halo MCC is getting more updates since they are faring far better. They don't got the problems they had years ago. East Coast Overlord says, Morning Lono, I have no confidence in Halo Infinite. I played the campaign, but I'm leaving it alone until we get a DLC campaign. Well, Call of Duty, you get a new patch every couple of weeks. The second show today is actually about Call of Duty and what Blizzard Activision has confirmed about going forward with annual releases and what that's going to look like. Uh, No sprinting is so dated now, it feels so slow. You can sprint. Are you saying going back to Master Chief Collection? Uh, Yeah, Black Superman says, Although Halo MCC is getting updates, I just can't get into a lot of it because there's no sprinting. Right, so that's there's, there's two thoughts there. I actually agree with you. I really struggle to go back and get into the older Halos. It's just they, they do, they feel very, very much dated. Not that that's a serious problem. Like, that's what the games were, but like, I, I can't get into it. Yo, good morning, Bell. How are you? While the engine could be causing problems, how old is Tiger at this point? 343 must have made 
a pile of trash for Halo Infinite. This is what I think some of these companies are doing, and this is why I actually think it'll be interesting to watch the scope and the trajectory of both Halo Infinite and Destiny over the next five years as the consoles get more advanced and as games get more, you know, pretty and shiny. I really feel these games that have really stuck to their guns and said, no, we're going to update the existing engine. We're going to use all those existing assets. It's what we're comfortable with. It's what we understand. I'm really curious what they're going to look like in three to five years, right? It's like, I don't know, man. It continues to seem as though you're doing this Frankenstein thing where you're so committed to this engine and you're convinced you can update it and make it better when at its core there's just elements of these engines that feel very clunky and dated and then when you turn around after Halo Infinite's launch and you can't create you can't make updates quickly I really have to start to question like okay Maybe you guys should have just built this in a completely different engine. This is why I'm really encouraged by the companies that are like, we're all in with Unreal Engine 5. I'm like, yep, that's the way to go if you want your game to look good and to make it and to be on this new landscape. Man, y'all need to stop complaining. Big updates for old games and a cookbook. What more could you want? (laughs) Mr. Glum says... So Halo MCC had this stuff in the pipeline for a while, but between the Sicky and the Inf- and Halo Infinite, it was pushed back mostly because three years into development, 343 restarted. Yeah, we had a similar theory proposed by Zubair this morning that this was something that was likely already in the pipeline and got pushed back and is not necessarily indicative of the, of the company's priorities. I also want to make sure and say, I really, again, want to reiterate this. I do not think that 343 is shortchanging the bandwidth on Halo Infinite. Like, I don't think that's what's happening. I don't think they're like, hey, uh, all you guys that could be really doing great work for Halo Infinite, we need you working on this 22 gig update over here because like last night creature gave me a what for he was like listen if i was in charge i'd be grabbing everybody working on the master chief collection and be like come on down the hallway here we need you to work on infinite we need to get this thing exactly where it needs to be and i said i don't know it's unlikely that they're taking people from infinite to work on the Master Chief Collection. And what I mean is this, I don't think you have people that are like adequately trained, equipped, and able to work in the new assets, to work in all the new things. They're working where they are supposed to. They're working where they're they're gifted, educated, you know, trained, etc. TJ Rage with a $5 tip. Y'all remember that April Fool's joke on Twitter talking about updating the Master Chief Collection? LOL, jokes on us. <laughs> Thank you for the $5 tip. If you guys have just tuned in this morning, do me a favor. Go through all the rituals. Hit the like button. Take the poll at the top of the chat and say good morning in chat. And make sure you're subscribed with that bell button checked. If you haven't been seeing my streams, YouTube's been being kind of weird the last week and a half. And it's really hurting us. And it's because people can't see the streams. So if you don't see me live, double check your subscription feed and double check my channel. Monday through Friday, we're here during the day. All right. So make sure you're doing those things. If on like, you know, if it's Monday through Friday and you're like, where, where's, where's Reforge Gaming? Double check your sub feed and double check the channel. They fixed the big issue for me, says Hilly. Hilly. Sound effects for receiving damage as well as enemy footsteps and gunfire are now louder in multiplayer's 
audio mix. See, I I don't even remember I don't even remember that being an issue. I wasn't really paying attention most of the time we played though. I was probably talking with Chad and not taking it super serious. But I would imagine if you're playing with headphones and turning the game volume up and really wanting to hear everything, that would be a frustration. I know that was a frustration point for um for Call of Duty as well. They 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 had this this sense of you know they they couldn't get they couldn't get sound to work right you know there's great clips of doc just losing his freaking grip like there's no audio there's nothing there's you know there's nothing you know the one clip hey first order of coffee already today i didn't even think to check that early two bags of light roast to solid snake he says hands down the best coffee there is also loving the reforge radio channel really good content thank you solid snake for the first coffee order man we really would love to see five new members a day and five coffee orders if we can do that i don't care what youtube does we'll we'll be just fine so consider uh hitting the join button or typing exclamation point join in chat to take advantage of all the membership perks new content thursday afternoons and friday night for members only and the community game night this month uh it's it's always going to fall on a friday one friday night a month instead of doing the streams with my wife we'll do a community game night april 22nd so next week's friday not this week next week's friday april 22nd we'll be doing fortnite no build squads and i don't care if you don't like fortnite get it installed it's cross play it's free we will have fun we'll just drink and laugh members only on friday nights all right uh i hope you uh just start making instant coffee packets yeah we can't do that that's not really what we're in the business of doing we're dealing with an actual like roaster who roasts bags in mass um i don't think throwing more people at the problem is a solution says raymond Zubair says, did they just adjust the volume for rocket launchers going off in closets asking for a friend? <laughs> uh, we in there. What's good, Aaron? I have played Infinite weekly since launch, says Dox the Fox. I can't deny the gameplay being solid AF. Plus, the campaign was pretty great. Ready for co-op. I mean, if there's any hope for Halo Infinite's gameplay, it's it's the gameplay. It's like, listen, it actually feels good. It actually isn't terrible. You know, the it, it feels solid. It feels like a good Halo, but hit registration needs to be a, a addressed. I think issues with, you know, the, the battle pass, the Halo battle pass was, was in such, according to all community response that I've ever seen, Halo MCC had the battle pass that everybody liked and really enjoyed and it's like why didn't you just copy and paste that into halo infinite i know i have some of your coffee i just don't have a coffee maker set up oh yeah we're getting a new coffee maker we had friends over and went to make coffee and ours is like a max of four cups and it was like it's a it's a mess when you try to make a bunch of coffee in those smaller coffee makers the whole profession system and challenges suck says k smitty yeah, and so that that was kind of the first point of my argument that I really wanted to drive home, that the Master Chief Collection must be a cash cow. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is that I think updates and fixes are too slow for Halo Infinite, and I think the engine is the problem. To me, the engine is the problem. I do not think, right, I do not think that you can say 
this engine is where they need it to be. They should be able to crank out very, very quick updates. If you want a multiplayer-driven live service game to succeed, you simply must be able to make quick changes. And they are not able to. They're just not able to. And that's a problem, right? You look at look at Fortnite. Now, I think there are extremes here to be avoided. You can make adjustments and updates to your game almost never, or you can do them too often. I think Fortnite for a long time there was doing updates way too often. They were doing like a weekly patch, and numerous times they would bring back problems that they had previously fixed, or they would just make things worse. Now, again, the beauty of having something that's very agile and very quick is when they made mistakes in Fortnite, they were able to roll those back very quickly. And some of that has to do with stuff that's server side, but it also has to do with the fact that the Unreal Engine has a lot more agility for quick updates. Let's just push Infinite to Unreal 5. I, yeah, I said that earlier. I said any of these game companies that are like, dude, we're going with Unreal 5, I, you know, that's that to me is a great sign. And if you look at Halo Infinite's engine, I can't imagine where this game's going to be in three to four years. It's going to feel mega, mega dated. You know, like, let, let, you got a 10-year plan. That's great. Cool. If you come up with great content incentives and great gameplay loop, is that going to be enough if the game slowly slides off the table of even feeling like something that you'd want to play on these on these consoles? Because the more next-gen stuff starts coming out, the more you're going to see that push to say, man, these who wants to play an old an old dated you know game? You know, and and popularity of game doesn't necessarily mean photorealistic high graphical fidelity I think Fortnite proves that so does Apex so does Call of Duty Warzone these games are not known for their their technical and graphical beauty but that's gonna start to play a factor I would think in in people's expectations of a game I took one look at the battle pass for infinite when it launched and I said no K Smitty says it's an extremely old engine Is that why there was such a problem with updates? Because they chose to just rebuild on the old engine they used for Halo 1 through 3 because Bungie is able to do do it with the same engine. Yeah, so I referenced Destiny. I referenced Destiny for that reason. I said, listen, I think that if you look at Destiny and the Tiger engine and you look at the struggles that they have had with doing quick updates and you look at the pattern of changes and updates, and then you look at Halo Infinite and what they did, and what and when they decided to keep to keep that you know old engine and to build on top of it, I, it's almost like when you start putting like if you if you continually put wallpaper on top of wallpaper on top of wallpaper or paint on top of paint on top of paint on top of paint, I just think it starts to get too heavy, and it doesn't work. And so that's the concern, right? Is that you, you've you just continually built on these old engines and it's it's fine for now, but what's it going to mean in five years? Slipspace is fine. Halo will be fine. These games take time. Plus the engine is new. It's not a new engine. It isn't a new engine though. They're, they built on top of an old engine. It still has the framework of an old engine. 
Same with Tiger and uh, and Destiny. Bungie's pumping out updates weekly now. They've done something under the hood, and it's working. They did say in an update, oh, this is an age ago, about pipeline changes to make quicker updates. They did say that. So maybe that can happen with the Slipspace engine. Maybe they can actually go in and say, oh my gosh, like, if we do this and move this over here and, and shake this tree, we can now update the game faster than previously. The issue with the battle pass was the whole 1 to 100 levels of items seemed worse than the ones of the esports skin, says Hilly. Every other battle pass I look at is bursting with items. Yeah, here's what I think they did with the battle pass. Let's talk about that for a moment. (laughs) They removed half the game. That helps. Makes you a little bit lighter, right? You know, when you're trying to, when you're trying not to sink, you know, what do they do on boats and, you know, (laughs) throw everything overboard, right? Let's talk about that for a minute, because I think that's something important that, that Hilly just touched on, and I've never phrased it this way, but I, I, I think I just it, just, it just dawned on me the way that Hilly phrased it, okay? The Halo Battle Pass is structured in a way that isn't designed to entice either engagement or purchase. It isn't. What is designed to get engagement or purchase is essentially pain. And this is where they have gone in the complete wrong direction with Halo Infinite's Battle Pass, okay? When you boot up Fortnite and you see these amazing skins and all these things that you earn slowly, you know, piecing together some crazy spacesuit or whatever, you're tempted to do one of two things. You're tempted to either spend money to complete the entire pass right then and there, or you're like, I'm going to play. I want to get that stuff. I'm going to work on challenges. I'm going to try to get XP. All right. The way that they motivate you to play or maybe consider spending money in Halo Infinite, they do it with pain. How? Well, let me explain. At one level, it's, Well, I need to log in every day to maximize my XP earn rate because after game five, I'm basically wasting my time. We've crunched the numbers. If you play 20 games, which is four games a day, Monday through Friday, you will level up four times on the Halo Infinite Battle Pass. If you play all 20 games on a Saturday, because that's your day to, you know, to plow through your game, you will get 1750 XP, less than enough for two levels. So you can either level up four times spread out over five days, or you can level up not even twice when you bag the same number of games all in one day. So what they're doing is, is they're motivating engagement or purchase. I'll get to that in a minute. They're doing it with pain. You're not engaging because you looked at that battle pass and salivated and thought, I got to get to level 17. I've got to get to level 71. They did, that's not what motivated you. What motivates you to play that game is, well, I better log in today to get that XP bonus for the first couple of games. I better do my dailies and weeklies to make sure I get as much XP as possible. None of that is incentivization. That's like, it's almost like negative reinforcement. It's like, if you don't do it in this way, you won't get good results, right? Now, that's just motivation to play. Because when you see the Fortnite Battle Pass, you're not just motivated to play, 
you also consider spending money okay so let's just talk about it from that perspective if i'm in charge of the halo infinite battle pass and i want people spending money as well as you know logging in often to level up i we we want both things then you have to motivate them with this sense of like oh you can speed through and get all this stuff but when the actual items themselves aren't making people salivate that breaks down so what's the primary reason they might spend money to avoid pain well i don't want to log in every day or i need a challenge swap one of the best ways to get xp is a challenge and these challenges are bad so the only reason you're parting with your money isn't because it's a volitional and desire driven choice i really want that skin i really want this thing you're spending money to avoid pain this is a terrible relationship with the player you're either logging in daily to maximize xp why to avoid pain to be to be as efficient as possible or you're spending money to avoid that in both scenarios the spectrum of motivation with the player is heavily leaning toward pain avoidance as opposed to being like i want the stuff like when hilly just said what he said like the 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 esports outfits looked better i know it's subjective i get that like i know skin quality is subjective but to me the battle pass is supposed to hit those two drums it's supposed to bang on those two drums a motivation to play thum 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 log in every day log in every week you want this cool stuff this stuff's really awesome thum 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 just banging on that drum the other drum it bangs on is spend money you can get this stuff now isn't it pretty thum 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 it's banging on those two drums and the halo battle pass simply doesn't do either of those things you're failing at the fundamentals like this is just what a basic battle pass should do you can look at Fortnite, but you can look at any other game that's instituted a battle pass. You know, you can look at Splitgate, you can look at a Call of Duty Warzone. That's what their battle passes do. They motivate engagement and they motivate spending money. And it isn't through drudgery or pain avoidance. The thing is, you don't even have to pay because the pass isn't going away anyway. Okay, so let's address that. That's I'm so glad you made that point, Mo. I'm so glad you made that point. One of the things that Halo Infinite trotted out before it released was the lack of FOMO. Let's say you don't get everything from Season 1 and Season 2 rolls out and you're like, oh shoot, I didn't get everything. No worries. It never goes away. You can always work on that battle pass and then get to Season 2 later. Let's say you jump in Season 3 and you see something amazing from Season 2 and you're like, I missed out. I didn't even play the game back then. No worries. Season 2's Battle Pass is always available. This decision was celebrated. It was. It was celebrated. And it should have been. It's good design. It's good game design. You know, take notes, Bungie. You, know, you want to remove FOMO? That's a great way to do it. I'm not taking a shot, by the way, at Destiny. But that's, a, that's an idea of, oh, man, that stuff looks really cool from back there. Oh, it's available. It doesn't really matter in Halo Infinite, and let me explain why. They have structured the earn rate of XP, the challenge system, and the battle pass progression in such a way that no one is ever going to do that. Nobody is ever going to do that. Oh man, I missed out on Season 1. 
I can go back and work on that. And if it's currently paced in this way and always paced in the way that it is, no one's ever going to do that. Who in the world is going to go back and work on a battle pass that stretched over six months and had horrible earn rates and horrible progression? So at its core, great. Great decision to remove FOMO. I can always go back and work on an old battle pass. That is such a wonderful decision. That's excellent. However, it's completely undercut as a value point. It's completely undercut as a quality point by the sheer fact that the structure and the idea and the progression is horrible. It's horrendous. Who's going to do that? Oh, man. I'm barely moving along in Season 2. I better go back and work on Season 1. It won't happen. It's... It's a, it's a great value point that's undercut by bad battle pass design and bad and a bad XP earn rate system. That's the fundamental problem with it. If you guys are enjoying the show, do me a favor, smash the like button. I guarantee you there's 50 folks right now that haven't hit. We only need 50 more likes to hit a, a like milestone of 200. Do me a favor and take the poll at the top of the chat if you haven't already. Halo Master Chief Collection update. Is this concerning for Halo Infinite? The Halo MCC new update was a 22 gig update, did a lot of great things, and people are saying, what on earth? Infinite seems like it's on life support, and you're kicking out a 22 gig update for Halo Master Chief Collection. So let me know what you think in the poll above. If you're a new sub to the channel, subscribing is free, by the way. Subscribe so you can talk in my chat. I'd love to hear from you. We always love to meet new members of the community. Are you aware of all the challenges to the Battle Pass for Season 2 that they have announced? XP awarded for player performance, a thousands credits earnable, ETC. I, I've, I've, I've got to see it. Once I see it in action, that's the question. It's really easy to make things look great before I got my hands on them. So, like, I need to get my hands on them. Like, I'll give you an example. They're the, uh, the Halo Infinite events that they did, the way they designed those, like, miniature battle passes for those Halo events were freaking horrible. And they looked great when we saw them announced. Right? When we saw them announced, and I looked at those, I was like, this is really, really nice. Having having a literal playlist for the event, a battle pass for the event, it was great. It was like, oh, this is cool. And then I went and played, and I was like, this is freaking terrible. It was still based on challenges. You limited how many things I could get. And, you know, it was like, oh, you only get these items here, and then then you're done. So you can't get the good items until next time. But if you don't get enough items this time, the next time you'll be stuck getting those same items again. So de-incentivization, like, disincentivization compounds itself every time the event rolls out. So, like, it's great, Docs, if they're making, if they're making good changes to the Battle Pass and... Uh, XP for performance and all of that. They said the same dadgum thing two months ago. <clears throat> they said, <clears throat> excuse me, they said that they were going to be restructuring XP earn rate to award player performance. And it was virtually non existence. It was like all posturing. I was like, what the frick? Where? I-, I-, I, didn't- I didn't see a bonus of XP at the end of the game if I played poorly or well. I didn't see anything. Big Mad Mo says, there's different teams. I hope people know that. And the Master Chief Collection is a well-oiled machine. I feel Infinite will be just fine once they get their stride. I have conceded that point multiple times this morning, and I'll do it again. Listen, if you think they're, like, taking away from Halo Infinite to work on the Master Chief Collection, that's not probably true, okay? 
And they have people that were already working on the Master Chief Collection, kind of like a live team, I would imagine. And they're probably still continuing to work on it, and they just never shifted over to Infinite. Like, they don't necessarily need them on Infinite. I think that's that's fine. The reason that I'm asking the question at the top of the chat, and the poll, and the way that I'm doing it, the reason that I'm doing that is because I want to see what the optics on this is. Like, what are, what are people feeling and saying about this from purely an optics perspective? Do, do you feel like this is a complete and utter dadgum joke? Or you're like, nah, it doesn't matter. Like, it's split right down the middle. 50% of the audience is like, yes, this is a big deal. And the other half of the audience is like, no, it's not a big deal. Another $5 tip from TJ Rage. But why do we got to wait for them to get their stride? They already got my money. I'm done waiting. Now, I'm going to give a little pushback, TJ, on what you're saying. I actually like what you're saying. I do. Why do we need to wait for them to get their stride? Right? They delayed the game a year. What's going on? You said they already got my money. This is one of their protections. This is one of their <laughs> this is one of the things they can hide behind any time this comes up and Mo is asking that question. Like what money? <laughs> what money? Right? Now you might have bought the you know the campaign. Maybe you're not on Game Pass. Maybe you're a gamer that actually pays for your video games. <laughs> In any case, in any case, in any case, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, in any case, the the fact that it's free is always going to be where they run. You know, people are like, you didn't spend anything. Take it or leave it, man. It's a free game. They're, you know, they're working on it. That's, that's what people are probably going to say in response. Did they take people away from Infinite, says Eugene? No. Do people working on the Master Chief Collection, does that mean there's less people working on Infinite than there could be? I'd think yes. That was Creature's point. He's he's echoing it. He's saying, it isn't that they are robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's just a loud statement that they can do things most games can't in one title, but in their flagship, they can't accomplish the basics. Right, they go back and they give you cross-play co-op in Halo 3, and then Halo Infinite launches with with zero co-op right looks like sony shilling is back on the menu do you guys see what i did over here i got i got master chief up but i'm intentionally shining a blue light on him you know i'm spitting in his face with sony colors i'm just kidding it was like that yesterday actually pays for your game that's a sick burn (laughs) uh Free to play in subscription narrative armor. I love it. Weaponize their fans to defend crappy development. I don't necessarily know if they're weaponizing their fans, Eugene, but I definitely think many people would say, listen, you didn't spend any money. You you can come back later for free and decide if it's worth playing. You can, you know, you can you can always just walk away from the game. Always. There is no free. Game Pass requires you to pay $15 per month for the service. No, no, no. The multiplayer is 100% free. So you're right. The campaign is not free. You got to buy the game pass, but come on. $15 a month. You're getting, you're getting a ridiculous value. How much you're going to break that down dollar, dollar to game, what you're actually spending on the games that you play through the game pass. Xbox and Nintendo posters, but shilling for Sony. Yeah, 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 I have Xbox and Nintendo on the wall. That is true. That is true today. I have no Sony on the wall, you know. I, I don't I don't want uh I don't want people to be mad at me. I don't want people to be mad at me. 
Yeah, it quickly drops you. I'm just checking how it's treating us today on the mobile app. It does look better. It does look better. We're we're still see. We are still not meeting any new people, as far as I can tell. We are. This is purely streaming to the base, and I don't know why. It's so bizarre. We checked all of the videos that covered this man, and they popped off. It's so odd. There is no free. Oh, I already read that. Um, I think they went free to play. Says Hilly. Because someone at Microsoft said you can't charge money for a beta. <laughs> TJ Rage for another $5 tip. For the record, I have Game Pass and I didn't mind paying the 60 because I had some faith in them and I wanted to show support for a brand I like. I wasn't taking a dig at you, TJ. I was digging at the guys who love Game Pass. Thank you for the $5 tip, though. I guess I'm base now. Yeah, if you're sub and you've been here a couple of days in a row, yeah, you're base. We are streaming to the base. It's... They, I was really hoping when they had that big glitch. If you guys tried to use YouTube last night, it was real bad. I was really hoping that that was them fixing whatever was wrong, and it doesn't seem to be the case. I don't think they went that way for narrative armor. It's just the natural outcropping of it. Right. Right. He knows we're on to him. The lack of Sony conspicuous. The, the lack of Sony is conspicuous. Uh, Dalton says, still upset that the campaign doesn't give you any armor, just camos. Previous Halos always had something for beating the campaign on Legendary or finding skulls. All armors in Infinite feel grindy. Even the way they treat armor in Infinite is bizarre. It's super bizarre. Now, I've got my own theory as to why they have the three cores. I I think you're supposed to be... I think they're going to have you start wearing those, those cores in in pve and they'll have their own skill trees right we need 14 more likes for 200 likes man smash that like button um uh they don't even give us a date for co-op yeah they say it's just gonna be later in season two yeah yeah yeah. aren't they charging for that charging for what we aren't getting co-op and they've been promising that it will come with season two start and then they had a six-month season with extra time to deliver it, and they still can't. It's not going to launch with Season 2. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. That's a fair gripe. You you extended Season 1. It lasted six months. Like, th- this is where I think some of the guys that defend the game ardently, this is where I think some of you guys miss, miss, the, miss the frustration compounding effect, okay? So, just imagine with me somebody who's trying to give this game a fair shake they're trying okay so they boot up when the multiplayer launches and they're immediately met with things either not working being confusing or being slow there's multiple ways that it might frustrate them i'm not saying it would automatically frustrate them but it might frustrate them that there's no slayer there's no swat it might frustrate them that the xp earn rates really slow and really bad all of these are things that were acknowledged by 343 so it's still subjective to the user whether or not it frustrates them but these are factual objective things that took place and needed to be addressed right lack of xp payout then the lack of game modes then there was broken matchmaking for big team battle then the actual storefront was a little confusing and wasn't delivering good value again this is something that 343 
conceded. There was also the feeling of, you're really stretching the season pretty far, six months seems a little bit too long. That also affected the Halo Infinite event design, okay? The events were designed in a way to make you play the event not just once, not just twice, but three times a lady, okay? So you're going to come back two and three separate times and slowly work on earning ten items from an event. Why? Because they were more focused on getting you to engage across the entire six month period. So all of those things are potential frustration points for even the most charitable, most patient Halo fan. Keep in mind, we're also losing features like not losing but missing there's no forge there's no co-op that's another thing that they have acknowledged is missing that could frustrate the player i'm not saying it did frustrate all the players but that was certainly another thing that would make it hard for even the most charitable fan of halo then all of this frustration all of this waiting all of this potential patience or irritation depending on where you are on the continuum Don't forget that they have three different cores, so the colors and the armor system was also another thing that potentially frustrated or irritated the players. In the midst of all of this, we're thinking, okay, they made a season last for six months. That means that season two, they're going to come out swinging. Here we go. And what do they do? They essentially come out and say, season two is not going to be that great. (laughs) Like... It's, it's really, really hard to not see the compounding effect of we dealt with all these things. Most of these things were frustrating because the season took so long. And we were understanding of that and we were like, okay, fine. If the first season's got to be really long, then that'll give them more time to fix things. But then the things that you're supposed to fix aren't going to be fixed when season two comes out. That is why what Zubair is saying. It's scary how patient, supportive, and understanding Mo is on Xbox days. <laughs> I think the two dudes sharing the account. Not just Mo. You have to see it in that light. You have to see it in that light. All the patience, all of the, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm really going to hope they can turn things around. And then they come out and they're like, yeah, those things that we were supposed to be working on during this extended season, during this pretty unenjoyable time in the game where things feel stretched too far uh yeah we're not gonna have those things ready we're just not it's like wait what though i thought the whole reason that we waited this long i thought the whole reason that we were sitting here giving you time and waiting was so that these things could be built and created and they're not going to be so it and I left out the fact that the Halo Master Chief Collection, that original Halo Battle Pass, was great and Infinite's wasn't. So it's like there's a, there's a such... You have to think about the people coming to the game with that knowledge. They're coming to the game with that knowledge. They played Master Chief Collection. They're a Halo fan. All those things are in their brain and in their, in their heart. And they're like, oh, this is going to be so great. And if they push through... And they're like, all right, fine, 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 fine. They'll, they'll deliver all these great things next season. And then they come out and they're like, yeah, two of the main things that we were supposed to be working on and delivering aren't going to be ready. 
By the way, we only need a couple more likes for 200 likes. If you guys are enjoying the show and my commentary, be sure to hit subscribe. It is free to subscribe to the channel. It enables you to talk in the chat. If you've never been here before or you're here infrequently, keep in mind, I do a talk talk show like this Monday through Friday, right? Monday through Friday, we are here in the morning. We actually do two shows a day and... We have been we have been missing lots of regulars, and I think it's because YouTube made some changes. So if you ever don't see me live, check your subscription fee and check my channel. Oh, your subscription feed, your feed, and check my channel. I'm, I'm live Monday through Friday unless I'm out of town or not feeling well, and those are extremely rare, okay? They've made a couple of adjustments and tweaks, so if you haven't been seeing streams, always check those two things, your sub feed and my channel. Mr. Glum with a $5 tip. Season 2 Lone Wolves. Most accurate name I've ever seen. Thank you for the $5 tip. I appreciate that. Uh, Chest Pain is using some commands in chat. If you want to buy some of our coffee, that's not a sponsor. It's actually ours. Uh, if you're not a big coffee drinker, we encourage people to start with the light roast. Rageous Roast, the balanced acidity is one of the reasons people really like our coffee. It's very balanced, very smooth, very drinkable. Uh, and then the shirt Vandalay Industries is a Seinfeld shirt. We have a relationship with 80s Tees. This is from their 90s uh, TV show collection. So use those commands in chat if you want to do this. Make sure and use my code if you guys shop at 80s Tees. Uh, you get 30% off, but you got to use my code, code LONO. Uh, I figured by now we'd at least have additional coloring options for our knee pads and gloves. Come on, 343, what is the holdup? <laughs> um... It's a shame people still defend it. Six months is long enough to do anything. No, you see, K. Smitty, that's related to one of my argument points today. So I'm trying to sandbag argument points so that we don't run out of things to talk about, okay? So we open the show by saying the Master Chief Collection's got to be a cash cow to some degree. It's got to be generating revenue to some level to justify releasing a 22 gig update, okay? Also, the optics on this is pretty rough. Infinite's in a rough spot, and you're releasing this. The same day they release this big, huge update for the Master Chief Collection, they also talk about how certain Affinity is deepening their relationship to work on Halo Infinite, which again feels strange. It's like, why why, why that now? What, what's going on that you need their help now? You've, you've had all this time, and you're just now realizing you need their help? The other point that I really made this morning is... A point I've made before. I continue to think that the engine is a problem. I think the engine's a problem. I don't think they can make quick updates. I don't think they can do things in in a fast manner. I don't think I don't think they can. And that's worrisome long term. Because when it takes you seven, what was it? It was seven to nine weeks. It was somewhere in that time frame to fix big team battle matchmaking. And they're like, oh yeah, those bundled items in the store? Yeah, we can't break those apart. So, but huh? What do you mean? What do you mean you can't break those apart? I don't under- I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense if the engine's cumbersome. It makes sense if the engine's got issues, problems, if it lacks agility. That's my concern, is there's an undercurrent of slowness with this game that is... When you look, when you look at the Master Chief Collection, get a 22 gig update. Number one, I, this is what I think a lot of people are going to say. I think this is a fair pushback. 
they were probably working on that update for a really long time and they probably pushed it back it was probably due a while ago and so they didn't whip up this Master Chief Collection update overnight okay I'll grant you that point but the public doesn't know that all the public sees is that Infinite's been struggling Infinite's got a six long season Infinite had broken matchmaking Infinite has a terrible battle pass in in comparison to the Master Chief Collection and the Master Chief Collection just got a 22 gig update They've been working with them. They're just deepening their relationship. That is not new. I didn't say it was new. They just came to the realization that they need their help, Mo. That's my point. You're in crisis mode in 2019. You bring in Joseph Staten to essentially get the product out the dadgum door. It barely gets out the door. You launch your multiplayer in a beta and your campaign is good. I'll give him credit. The campaign was good. It was well-received and well-reviewed. The multiplayer launches in beta. And then, six months later, you're like, you know what we really need? We need to deepen our relationship with certain affinity. How did you not know this before today? They've been helping is all I'm saying, right? And they need more bandwidth, more help, more whatever. Love the shirt, Lono. Thank you. How did they not know prior to today? That's what I'm getting at. Golly frick. The biggest issue that they announced the game as a live service game, which has a certain connotation. They couldn't meet expectations after multiple delays. It kind of feels like marketing misled us. Why draw attention to giving them more work on the same day they update the Master Chief Collection? Right, there's exactly optics. That's exactly right. The reason they announced this certain affinity thing is 100% that. So when Joseph came out and said a few weeks ago that it took a while to get the engine pumping out content, but now they're at a point where it's running full steam ahead, should we believe him? The only reason we can believe him, Smitty, is if it's proved. The proof is always in the pudding. The proof's always in the pudding. So we'll, we will never, we won't know that. I, will, I won't think we'll know that. And so we're halfway into next season. And here's why I'm saying that. If you're halfway through season two, if you're halfway through season two and you are successfully updating, changing, tweaking things, pushing out patches or whatever, then I'll believe you. Okay. The engine's up and running. You can now do things quicker. Somebody pointed out, like, they made changes in the background over at Bungie to their pipeline or whatever the frick, and it, it, it lets them update their game at a faster at a faster clip. Certain Affinity worked on Master Chief Collection also. They also help work on, like, Halo 4 and Forge, are they not? Whole studio is in disarray, which is why they brought in new leadership to try and turn it around. The biggest issue is they announced the game as a live service game, which has a certain connotation. They couldn't meet the expectations after multiple delays. It kind of feels like misleading Mark. They kind of misled us. And then Creature says, kinda. You think they kind of misled you. They flat out lied to your face. I don't know if they lied. They launched a multiplayer version of the game that has that, that has had events and updates like it it's it's been a it's been a functional live service game i don't want to go so far as to say that they lied 
It'd be like another team working on something so the content will drop constantly. One team drops something, starts up another, and then another team drops something and vice versa. Yeah, I don't expect that whoever's working, bless you, thank you. I don't expect the people that are working on um, the Master Chief Collection to just suddenly come over and start and start working on on this game. Somebody made this point a little bit ago. I want to go back up and read it. Corey says people paid for the Master Chief Collection. Halo Infinite is free to play. You got to take care of your paying customers before you start throwing money at a failing free to play. Right. That certainly has to be taken into consideration that Master Chief Collection is something that people paid money for and it likely generates revenue. It, it, it likely generates revenue. There's a there. There's got to be a level, you know. Zubair says, "Do we have spectrums of cash cow or whatever?" There's got to be to some degree. Maybe not. Maybe cash cow is not the right word. There has to be like healthy revenue coming from Master Chief Collection. There has to be. Now, if you look at the Steam charts, it doesn't look that way. It's got more people playing than it does on the Halo Infinite, which is kind of funny, but most of that player base, the Master Chief Collection's lion's share of the player base has got to be on the Xbox. It's a live service that started out like pretty much all live service, says Mo. Lurking on mute because of work, but in addition to the Master Chief uh, Collection updates, I've noticed the price of Infinite is dropping at retailers quickly. That's usually a bad sign, says Swade. It's pretty early in the life cycle to have big drops on price, for sure. Dalton says, For the Tenrai event, we had to show they misled, seems unintentional there, though, to get the armor shown in the preview in the previews and trailers in the event pass uh, as it was only in the store at start. Yeah, Dalton, my, my only issue with that particular thing is I don't think that's a great representation of a company misleading the public that seemed like a very simple and non-intentional thing that they quickly made right you know what i mean number one i don't think it was intentional i do not think they were trying to intentionally mislead people with that 10 rye armor and number two they quickly made it right i'm gonna give them credit for some of the things they did and that was one thing where i'm like okay this is this is a lot of smoke and no fire. There's no reason. There's no cause for alarm here. They, they they fixed it, and it was not intentional. We went one day. We went and looked at all the marketing materials, and we're like, yeah, they they literally have used this image for everything. It was it was they they basically had approved marketing imagery for all these different things and that thing just got thrown in and everybody like you know read too much into it and they're like oh my gosh we we should be able to get that we should be able to earn that and they're like okay we could see what how that would be interpreted and we're, we're gonna make that right so they didn't make it right though we still didn't get the right armor pieces they put it in the store and sold it instead no that's not true they moved it to the battle pass that samurai armor that got everybody really angry they moved it to the battle pass and you could 100% earn it that is like that is a that is a thing that they did <clears throat> i agree it was unintentional i'm just saying maybe marketing didn't use the right words and phrases to describe how infinite was going to be expectations uh, were always going to be high but still tj rage with another $5 tip uh, you know what had I known it would have been killed like this, they should have put a BR in. 
Yeah, a lot of people thought without a BR it wouldn't go anywhere, and this is what people do. They're like, well, there's no Battle Royale. See, I told you it wouldn't go anywhere without Battle Royale. And I'm like, I actually think this game's problems are a lot bigger than a lack of a game mode called Battle Royale. (laughs) Uh, They just sold the Katana. These people are either barely competent or Bond-level supervillains. I'm going with the former, says Zubair. I feel the marketing was more than misleading. So when you guys say the marketing was misleading, are you saying that their their description of it their description of it as a as a live service game is that where you're you're faulting them? Right? Is that is that where you're saying like yeah, it's it wasn't a it wasn't a I mean, it's a live service game even if it's a bad live service game. Right? It's a live service game. You can say it's a bad live service game, but it's still a live service game. They didn't fail at at delivering a live service game. They did updates. They weren't always super fast, but they did updates. They did events. They responded to consumer feedback, right? They did all those things. Like, I I don't know. I, I don't... I don't see it that way. I really, really don't see it that way. I don't see it through this lens of like, you know, the, 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 they said it was gonna be live service and it was, it's terrible live service. Oh, yeah. Live service, servicing the game live. Halo 5 had better live service. I didn't do much with Halo 5, so I can't comment on that. I don't have much, I don't have much to contribute there. It's a good game. It just has really bad systems. They launch a multiplayer beta and a story snippet. No, I don't think that's fair. I, I think that I think the campaign was rightfully praised and, and given good reviews. I think the campaign was totally fine. It was good length. It was well done. There, there. I didn't see anybody giving the the campaign grief. That I don't. The, the multiplayer beta, I'll give you. But again, if you're going to claim they didn't deliver on a live service game. I just, they did. It just, it just isn't very good. Just because a live service game isn't very good doesn't mean it's not a live service game. Like, look at Splitgate when it first came out. Like, season zero of a Splitgate or whatever. They've made a lot of great changes since then. Well, you wouldn't go back and say, well, when they, all these problems and flaws and issues were happening with Splitgate, it wasn't a live service game. I was not expecting the discussion around Halo in 2022 to be how dead do you have to be before we stop saying live service? <laughs> right. I attribute that though, like the lack of players and like, is the game dead? Is the game dying? We knew this was coming, right? I know, I know people get tired of me saying I predicted this, but I'm going to say it. Like I said at the beginning of this season, And I had a lot of Halo fans and a lot of Ardent fans telling me I was wrong. I said, listen, this design is going to compound the exodus. People will leave faster because of the design of all of these systems. They will betray the very thing that they're aiming at doing. The systems, the Halo Battle Pass, the XP Earn Rate, the Halo Infinite Progression System, basically... All of those things were designed to get people to log in every day and week 
for every month of the season and I said no no this is going to drive people away and here we are at the end of the season and that's exactly what it did it made things way worse but normal player exodus is totally fine and, and okay people get everything they need people 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 get all the skins people get all the stuff TJ Rage with a $5 tip. That campaign was lame. You either fought in a grassy field or some dark space dungeon. No biome diversity like the other ones. I mean, I heard the biome diversity criticism, but I didn't see anybody giving the the, the campaign rough treatment. Everybody said it was actually pretty good. Even the people... Even the people that were really, really angry about multiplayer issues were like, you know, I've got to give credit where credit is due. The campaign is actually in really, really good shape. You know. (laughs) Most importantly, they left, and when they left, they were angry and dissatisfied. Right, I've always said that. Every game will have people putting the controller down and taking a break. Every game will have that. You always have to ask the question... What's the cause for that? Is it because they got everything and they sort of feel satisfied? Like they're getting up from the table and they're satisfied with the meal? Or is it because you burned them out and they're irritated? Because if they get up and they're satisfied from the meal, it's not going to be hard to get them to come back. All you need is an event. All you need is some items that they have to come back to earn. All you need is a new season to get a satisfied player to come back. That's it. That's all you need. To get a dissatisfied player to come back, to get an annoyed player to come back, you got to work twice as hard. They'll come back, I guarantee it. No, I don't think so. I'll put money on the table that Season 2 Steam charts don't come close to launch. I know that's only Steam. I know the majority of the player base hangs out on Xbox, but that's indicative of something, right? I I, I don't think so. I don't think everybody's going to come clamoring back. I think they lost a lot of people in a permanent way. I think they I think a lot of people that they lost were potential converts and they're like, "Yeah, no, I'm good. This is a dated mess." I think a reason why the update for the Master Chief Collection came out says Lucas is because they want to move the players from Infinite to the Master Chief Collection so they can work on Infinite. I don't think that that's a likely motivation. I don't think so. They will come back. No, I don't think so. No. I qualified it, Mo. I qualified it. There are people that were potential converts. They're not coming. They're not coming back. They missed their opportunity. Like, I'm not a pessimist about the game, but they missed their opportunity. It's like, listen, if if you're going to get somebody who's never really been big on Halo and you're going to try and get them to try out your game and they try out your game and it's rife with problems and design flaws and it's missing features and certain things aren't working right, I, you know, it, you missed your shot. They already had... They already had a predisposition to not like your game. Halo will never die. I'm not saying that it's going to die. Okay, think of it from this perspective, okay? If you think, you know, everybody's going to come back. They're all going to come back. Everybody's going to come back to Halo Infinite. All right, I want to ask you a question then. Think of a game that you don't like. Okay? Think of a game that you don't like. And you decide to try it out. 
and it's not really in a great state. It's a, it's mediocre. It's it's got problems. It's not working all that well. And it didn't cost you anything, by the way. It was totally free. What's the likelihood that you would go back to that game like, oh, hey, we pushed out an update. Now, the only way that you would do that is if you felt like the new season or the new updates was going to be a direct response and a direct answer to the frustrations that you had when you tried the game out, right? So, that means season two would have to directly address and come out and say, hey, all those things that were frustrating players with Halo Infinite, yeah, we've addressed those things. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing a lot of hedging. I'm seeing a lot of, yeah, we, that's not ready yet. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't have that yet ready yet either. I think all of that's concerning. It's like, well, okay, you're not speaking directly to the criticisms and the complaints of the players. If you're just tuning in, we're covering the Halo Master Chief Collection new update and what that means for the Halo Infinite Season 2 and just the state of the game right now and where people are. I've argued a lot of different things this morning. I would love to hear from you if you're a new viewer. Hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. A $5 tip from Mr. Glum. I know from first hand on my Xbox, my entire friends list stopped playing. A new fan and convert. The new fan and convert window is gone. Yeah, I just I think they've missed their opportunity because you gotta you gotta convince people. Like this is why No Man's Sky had its comeback moment. Why? Because they convinced people. They had their moment. It was like they spoke directly to the reasons that people stopped playing. Lack of multiplayer, lack of customization, lack of features, lack of this. Bam, 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 bam. Here's all the things that you wanted and wasn't there. And season two of Halo Infinite, I'm telling you, Joseph Staten and and 343 Industries, they better better bring the heat this month. Or people are going to shrug at season two. They're going to shrug. If they feel like they're going to come back and deal with the same nonsense, the same slow progression, the same frustrations, they are not going to return. It's just a bunch of super stretched, thin dough so I can get some cosmetics doing challenges. Like that's what that's the taste in everybody's mouth right now. I'm curious to know what have they been doing the past six months? If nothing is ready, then what was the point to make season one that long? Right! Like, what's coming? I'm genuinely curious. New cosmetics, a new map, and new modes? What? Huh? What? That's a given! Do you see? That's another way I want to phrase this. Let me me try this another way. What they're delivering in Halo Infinite Season 2 is like, those are all givens. Yeah. Yeah, there should be new modes new cosmetics and and a new map or two yep uh uh-huh that's like minimum expectation where's everything else where are the fixes where are the community concerns being addressed where's co-op where's forge you know story as well yeah i don't know about story yeah they've they've been they've been kind of vague and mysterious about the potential for story 
Outriders was a better live service game, and it was not a live service game. <laughs> they tried. They tried so hard to insist they were not a live service game, and it's like, if you walk like a duck and quack like a duck, I don't care if you're wearing tennis shoes. You're a duck. <laughs> you know? You take uh, what series is sick, so a game place having to replace valuable stuff is hard. You are so deaf to that. Yeah, that sentence is falling apart. What are you trying to say, GNS? <clears throat> I miss Outriders. Isn't there DLC coming? Outriders has potential. We'll have to wait and see. Season 2, we are proud to offer you offline multiplayer. No, online multiplayer. <laughs> we are proud to present a new battle pass. Co-op, Forge, new maps, new modes, maybe a new campaign DLC, says Raymond. Corey says, to be fair, people are sheep. They will follow whatever is the new hype wave. I never like the pessimistic take that people are sheep. I don't don't ever think that that is, like, a helpful take. It feels like you're, like, you're somehow some Gnostic enlightened one gamer that you're not following what everybody else is following. I just, I don't, I've never liked that take. I don't think that highly of myself or you that we're in some special class and everybody else is a sheep. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. There is, there is a, a strain of existence of people that just generally follow and don't think for themselves, but I don't think it's, oh, they're a bunch of sheep and they just follow hype. Corey says all 343 has to do is make something that can get the core Halo fans to be hyped and the fan base will do the marketing. What core fan base? What do you mean? What's the issue with Halo, says Hilly. Yeah, so Hilly, big time Halo fan, just hit level 80, 82 on the battle pass, and he got a shoulder pad for it, man. Level 82. Woo! That's a big one. That's a big one. For the record, but yeah. I need to get back on Outriders. I just hope they fix their issues. They actually did some really good things to Outriders Endgame. They did. Outriders is another game dead due to Game Pass. What are other games that you think are dead because of Game Pass, Corey? Left side? Oh, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, left side. Left side, yeah. That's important to point out, Hilly. It's a, it's a left side shoulder pad. <laughs> yeah, Corey, I'm curious. If, do, you, do you have other games that you think didn't do well because of Game Pass? I have my own theories about Game Pass's relationship with Outriders. I don't know if I... I, I don't know. Fix the sound and I'll give it a chance. Yeah, I need, I need Outriders to have a complete sound overhaul. I remember going from Returnal to Outriders, and I was like, who is banging on a trash can? This is so awful. This is truly awful. What is this? Game Pass gave Outriders life? No. No, there's no evidence to support that. Given the beta numbers, I think that's false. No, I think the game was set to actually do very well commercially. I think Game Pass was a mistake. The beta, the beta had wonderful engagement and got high praise. So no, I, I don't think it didn't need to be quote unquote given life. It it needed to be able to be sold commercially. Um, did you hear what Guardian said? No, huh? Back for Blood and Rainbow Six Extraction were not fun games. Oh, is he saying those are other games that got killed? No, he hasn't responded yet. Uh, Derek says, in all honesty, I think like 80% of players would come back and new players would jump if a bunch of their friends wanted to play. That's a pretty big if. 
I mean, yeah, I will say that, you know, the, the free-to-play entrance point certainly makes it easy, right? If you're tuning in, we are debating the Halo Master Chief new update as well as Halo Infinite Season 2. Are these things in contention? Is it bad optics? Like, why are they updating the Master Chief Collection while Infinite sort of seems to be on life support? Hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. It's free to subscribe. I'm a safer work broadcaster. I do live streams Monday through Friday, and we go live around 9 a.m. Eastern. If you if you ever see that I'm not live, check your sub feed and check my channel. YouTube has messed with some stuff, and it's made it really hard sometimes to find my streams. But if you check your sub feed in my channel, I'm live Monday through Friday. A lot of people treat me like video game radio. They throw me on in the background because I am safe for work. And thank you so much for being here. Um, the adjustments that were made to Outriders Endgame was actually great. Very rewarding without the force to only use one build. Yeah, they made really good changes. Uh, there's no evidence that Game Pass affected Outriders sales. What? There's... Hey, our first new member of the day, One Up Ninja. Welcome in. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. Don't forget, as a new member, One Up Ninja, every Thursday afternoon, there's an extra members-only stream now, and Friday nights are now members-only streams with my wife. And once a month, we will be doing a community game night for members. So, one Friday night a month, and this month, it's April 22nd. We will be playing Fortnite no build squads and I don't care if you don't like Fortnite okay we're gonna have fun it's no build you don't gotta worry about people building skyscrapers we're gonna be drinking we're gonna be laughing so if you've never done a membership on YouTube I'm trying to give you a reason to consider it here on this channel with extra content to the people that aren't members don't worry Thursday's stream is an extra stream and Friday night was usually a pretty light turnout anyway so if my wife's gonna come down here and play some games with me or we're gonna do a community game night we're gonna make that a member incentive five bucks a month you know if a bunch of people do it it really adds up so we try to get five new members a day that's the first new member today thank you and we try to get five coffee orders a day we've got one coffee order as well so thank you uh, for that um even here in this chat there was a mass uh, cancellation of outrider pre-orders and then even the developer of Outriders came out and said they did not get paid. Yeah, there's plenty of evidence to support that Game Pass was really bad for the commercial success of Outriders. Like, they literally had massive cancellation of pre-orders to the effect that they spoke out about it publicly and said, yeah, it supports us directly if you buy the game directly. It doesn't support us if you play it on Game Pass because people were doing that. As soon as it was announced it was on Game Pass, people were literally canceling their pre-orders. So that's a convinced consumer pulling their money off the table. What do you think that means for anybody who played the beta and thought, yeah, I might buy this, but I'm not going to pre-order? They would have potentially bought it, but they didn't have to. Game Pass was bad for Outriders' commercial success. They didn't even get their dadgum royalties when they were supposed to right here Kotaku has an article PSA public service announcement great Kotaku we, we love you isn't Kotaku the same place that taught people how to how to download the Metroid game for free the week after it launched they're such a stand up organization PSA Game Pass members cancel your Outriders pre-order literally articles from, from gaming publications telling people to cancel their pre-orders here's one from GameSpot you should cancel your Outriders pre-order. 
major gaming publications encouraging people to cancel their pre-orders. What do you think that did to the commercial success of Outriders? What? Segmentnext.com. Outriders pre-orders. Xbox Game Pass. People Can Fly asks fans to retain orders after the Game Pass announcement. They're like, don't do that. Please don't do that. Oh my gosh. That's that's money. We need the mo- we need your money. <laughs> so is Game Pass bad for devs or just an outlier? I think Game Pass is terrible for AAA games. If you put AAA games on Game Pass for their launch week, I think it's freaking terrible. It's, it's mark my words, mark my words. Mo and many other Game Pass apologists continue to tell me that I'm wrong with this prediction. I know I'm going to be proved right. I'm so confident in this prediction. You will see a significant decline in AAA titles landing on Game Pass their launch week. You're going to see a decline over the next couple of years. Why? Anybody with a brain looked at what happened to Outriders and was like, we're not doing that. We make most of our sales during the first two weeks. Why in the frick would we do that? You know what's great for AAA? Throw yourself on Game Pass when you launch a DLC. Who did that? And was probably brilliantly rewarded. Right? Bungie did that with Destiny. They threw the DLC on there, and like a month later, guess what? You get a bunch of people hooked, and then they gotta buy the new season, or they gotta buy the next season, right? So that's the way you should do it. If you're a AAA company, throw yourself on Game Pass when you got a DLC coming out, and then you charge for the DLC. Hey, our game's been out for six months. Try it. It's on Game Pass. It's free. We've made the lion's share of our retail sales during the first two weeks, so sure. Oh, and by the way, if you're really enjoying your time with the game, we have a DLC coming out in two weeks. That's how you treat Game Pass as a AAA company, and that's what you're going to see happen going forward. Write that one down. Trust me on that one. That one's coming. You guys that love getting AAA titles, third-party AAA. Third-party AAA titles. You love getting third-party AAA titles on your Game Pass week one, day one? It ain't happening anymore. Write it down. They're not going to do it. The only major AAA titles you're going to see land on Game Pass the week they launch are going to be titles that are owned by Microsoft. Hellblade 2 and others. Ain't no way that anybody's going to do and go through what Outriders went through. Literally, the, 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 the cannibalism of game journalism. Just putrid. People are, you literally are telling people, yeah, don't give that dev your money. Don't give that dev your money. You can play for free. What? For free. Why would you pre-order the game? Just play it on Game Pass. It's like WB putting their movies day one for free on HBO Max. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's exactly the same. Depends on the revenue breakdown. Outriders sold 3 million copies. Most games don't even sell that many copies. Game Pass does not hurt the sales of video games. Game Pass also gives consumers a 20% discount on all game purchases. I mean, you're ignoring everything we set up to this point, and you're citing a quantity of sales as if that matters. Outriders selling 3 million copies does not therefore lead to the conclusion that Game Pass helped or hurt it to any degree. Quantity of sales means nothing in this equation. There are measurable things that you can look at and see. The industry encouraged the consumers to cancel pre-orders to the point that the developers asked people to not do that. That's unprecedented. Have you have you ever seen a developer do that? 
Please don't cancel your pre-orders. The frick? Do we have any actual facts or this is all supposition? I believe we can infer from the industry impact of the articles that got pushed out, the PSA, the word of mouth, that it hurt the commercial success of Outriders. I believe we can infer it from the fact that articles were written and the developers directly responded and asked people to not do that. I believe we can. I think we can infer it. I don't think we can infer or conclude or deduce that because the game sold 3 million copies that Game Pass helped it. Especially when we did a breakdown. Wasn't there an article breakdown that showed how many people played Outriders on Game Pass and didn't buy it? Wasn't there? I swear there was something we pulled up that gave us those numbers and it was like, oh my gosh. Without numbers, you can't infer it? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. To infer, to deduce or conclude information from evidence and reasoning rather than from explicit statements. That's exactly what I'm doing. We don't have explicit statements or data. We have evidence and reasoning. The evidence being a bunch of journalists said, cancel your pre-orders. More evidence. The developer said, hey, please don't do that. That's evidence. I can infer from that 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 hurt them commercially. They literally responded because they were like, no, oh my gosh, that's that's bad for us. Why? Because people were doing it. I don't have explicit statements or data, but we have evidence that is strong enough to infer this damaged it to some degree. I don't know to what degree. We, I, I'm not trying to say they lost this many millions of sales, but I'm saying, no, we can infer from this, 100%. I played the demo, but I didn't play it on Game Pass after its release. Why does Microsoft continue to hide the numbers of their uh, apparent successes? Were people forced to pre-order to get the beta? Was the dev forced to put the game on Game Pass by their publisher? Dalton says, Lono, Game Pass hurts non-first-party AAA games. Change my mind. Yeah, if we were actually getting good treatment by YouTube, I would start doing that, but they're still not giving us good treatment. We're, we're still not getting shoved in front of new people, and we can't figure out why. The, tur- the turnout today is phenomenal. I'm freaking blown away by all the problems we've been having, the fact that there's 340 people. Like, all of the challenges we're facing on YouTube, like the turnout today is unbelievable. It's so good. It's like we have a very strong base here. YouTube's got to figure its crap out before I start doing that. Because I think those would be really good streams. I think they would. I think they'd pull in lots of new people. But I'm not going to start doing that until YouTube sorts itself out. <laughs> like, the frick are you doing to me, man? Game Pass is destructive to non-first-party AAA titles. It's going to be real easy. It's going to be really, really easy to see this is true. All you got to do is watch the next year. Watch all these third-party AAA launches. Watch none of them land on Game Pass day and date. And then you'll be like, maybe Lono was right. Maybe Lono was right. A $5 tip from Doom Outriders was on Game Pass only on the Xbox console, not PC Game Pass, which is the smallest platform out of all, so I struggle with that premise. No, the, the Xbox the Xbox Game Pass saturation is better than PC Game Pass. Is it not? 
I, I may be incorrect in this statement, but I swear we looked at the numbers and PC Game Pass is not as strong as Xbox Game Pass because doesn't it cost a little bit more money? Outriders was published by Square Enix, the same company that isn't even happy about the success of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, when was the last uh, time Square was happy about any game? We're not talking about happiness. We're talking about a contract agreement for royalty payout and people can fly didn't get their royalty payout when they expected to get it. Why? Because the commercial success of Outriders was not what it needed to be. Undoubtedly due to people canceling their pre-orders and not having to purchase it. Consumers, their job as consumers is to buy cheap. For sure. Why do they get royalties? You have to hit a certain amount of revenue uh, of revenue and sales before you get your royalty. It's like a threshold. Like, it's an agreed-upon thing. It's like a contractual thing. It wasn't like People Can Fly was grumpy, and they're like, we're not happy, so we're not paying you. Like, it was an actual contractual thing. PC Game Pass is actually cheaper. It's nine a month, and part of the reason I sub. I swear to you we had an article that did a breakdown of saturation, and the Xbox Game Pass was greater than PC. I, I might be having, like, a, a, a false memory. As long as Game Pass isn't destructive to my wallet... That's all I care about, says Distorted. Capable dev companies will prosper no matter what, and poor decision-making dev companies will not. I don't care. Well, we, we don't know. I, I, I highly doubt People Can Fly even had anything to do with the debate. It was probably Square Enix that pushed for it. Xbox Game Pass includes Xbox Live. Outriders is on PC Game Pass. Well, yeah, now it is. Now it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It might be Mandela effect. I might be having a false memory, but I swear we pulled up an article on two things. We looked at an article that broke down how many people played Outriders on Game Pass on Xbox versus how many purchased it, and we also took a look at the the, the saturation of people on on Xbox Game Pass versus PC Game Pass. I I, I have a hard time believing that the eighteen to twenty million people on Xbox. On, I'm sorry, the eighteen to twenty people on Game Pass. I have a really hard time believing that most of them are on PC. I have a really hard time believing that. Do you go to a gym? No, I don't. Hold on, Lono. Wouldn't you agree that there is such a thing as responsible consuming to a degree? Like a good deal is a good deal, but when you know the end result is not your benefit, is that the right move? I think the challenge there would be consumer awareness. Like, do people even know? Is this like how record labels get streaming money instead of artists? Yeah, that's a decent analogy, I agree. Kind of, yes. Yeah, the publisher agrees to the Game Pass thing, and it's good for the publisher, but not good for the developer. Because the develop, Like, think about it. The publisher gets paid a fat check, and they get money off the revenue and the sales, and then they don't have to pay the royalties to People Can Fly until a certain number is hit, and that number is damaged by Game Pass. It can be true that Game Pass was bad for Outriders, but also true that Game Pass is not bad inherently. Right, I'm really careful when I qualify this. I think Game Pass is bad for third-party AAA games. And I have continued to say, you will see a decrease in third-party AAA games showing up on Game Pass during their launch week. The smarter play is to throw your third-party AAA game on Game Pass when you're releasing DLC. 
because then if people really like your game because they got to try it out for free, they might buy your DLC and you've already made the lion's share of your sales during the launch weeks because you weren't on Game Pass. This is why Sony is ahead of the curve in my mind with their subscription service offering free demos and not full games. Like, you can't go back from offering full free games. You can't go back from that. Like, incrementally do it. What's happening? What's good, David? If you guys are tuning in, we're a little bit off on a side issue. It's related. It's related, but not quite. We've been discussing the Halo Master Chief new update in comparison to the Halo Infinite Season 2 forthcoming release and why we're questioning how does this happen how do you push out a 22 gig update for halo mcc while halo infinite is seemingly floundering debating that got us on the track of game pass game pass being good for a first party title like halo because they can get into the campaign for free the multiplayer is for free but it wasn't good for outriders is kind of how we got on this wavelength so it's tangentially related to what we were talking about if you've got questions or comments hit subscribe so you can talk in chat take the poll at the top of the chat man this man the poll results were so much better yesterday halo master chief update is this concerning for halo infinite 53% say yes, 47% say no. If you haven't done so yet, smash the like button and take the poll. We only need about 40 more likes to get to our next like milestone. So if you have not hit the thumbs up button yet, that does help the video. So consider smashing that button. Uh, Mr. Glum with a $5 tip. Do you remember when demos were free or when you could get them from Pizza Hut? I do. (laughs) I remember having to deliver the newspaper on a Sunday morning and little AOL CD sample, like AOL discs were like in the in the Sunday paper. Porktoe says, Game Pass may have been bad for Outriders, but People Can Fly was bad for Outriders as well. Nerfing builds in PvE speedrunning, server instability, hit reg problems. Listen, I am not going to debate the quality of Outriders because that's not really what we were discussing. We were discussing the principle of you get the lion's share of your sales and profit during the launch week of a game. This is an industry standard. This is a traceable, measurable, objective fact. This is the fact. Okay? And when you throw your AAA game on Game Pass launch week, you will lose sales. There is no other way to say it. If you're going to try to tell me that Game Pass doesn't impact the quantity and number of sales of a game during its launch week, you're delusional. Just got here. No, you're good, Porkto. I'm just saying, you're right. There were issues with Outriders, but that's not really what we're debating. We're debating a AAA game hitting Game Pass week one. That's That, that will decrease total sales. If you don't think so, again, I think you're delusional. And if you think about it in the realm of like, that's when they make most of their sales. Why would you do that? You're the only one praising Sony's subscription service. Oh, I'm the, I'm the only one. I'm definitely a Sony stan. Okay. It's a real intellectual argument to use like internet insult colloquialisms. You, you have a dizzying intellect. PS Plus is a waste of money. Okay, sure. When more people are on PS Plus than are on Game Pass, come and talk to me about me being a Sony stan. I'm just speaking the facts, Jack. You can't take back full games. You've given people the farm. If you do demos, 
if you do demos, you will increase the potential sales of any game that's a demo. Any any game that's a demo, you're potentially increasing the sales of. And guess what? You didn't give away the game for free. I'm not a Sony stand. What are you talking about? I got a, I got a Microsoft Series X in my living room right now. I got an Xbox Series X in my living room right now playing Star Wars with my kids. You're clearly winning this argument. So you're a Sony shill and a good example of short-form content. <laughs> Shut up. I'm definitely going to subscribe to the highest tier of PS Plus, but will likely never even go back and play older generation titles. I want it for the I want it for the demos. I noticed your Princess Bride reference. Nice. I love that. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. <laughs> Rather play the entire game and not just a demo. I'm not talking about your preference. I'm talking about business strategy, Willie. Business strategy, my man. If th- th- again, track the logic. Just track the logic. This is logical. This isn't me being a shill. This is just logical. It is an established fact of the video game industry that game companies make the lion's share of their sales during the first weeks of their launch. That's a fact. An undeniable one proven over the years of the industry. If you make your game available on a subscription service the week that it launches, you will get less total sales during the most profitable time for your game to be sold it's at the maximum price it's at the maximum top of mind marketing awareness the the, the consumers and the public this is the maximum saturation of consumer attention and you're getting less sales during that fever pitch and I simply said that Sony has got a better model because rather than giving you free games out of the gate you can't go back from that What would you do as a Game Pass subscriber if they stopped giving you full free games and they went to a demo? They went to a demo format. What do you think you would do? You would end your subscription. Like, they can't go back from that. Sony, however, can say, we have these amazing first-party titles. I mean, they're they're, they're super popular. Oh, there's these other third-party titles. Oh, man, they're super popular. Yeah, because you're a subscriber. Yeah, here's a demo. Check it out. That way you can be confident in your purchase. How is that not good for the consumer? How is that not good for the consumer? It's actually bad for the consumer to turn you into a little shop of horrors feed me monster that expects everything to be dirt cheap, low price free. That's a bad consumer. It's a you're being a good consumer with respect to like you're you're saving money, but that's a cannibalistic effect on the industry. So Sony's relationship with the consumer will be healthier. You're getting a clear benefit. I can try a game out before buying it. How many games do you play for for, for 30 minutes and you're like, this game's not for me? And they're going to save you all that money. How often do you use the refund uh, function on Steam because you get like 30, 45 minutes or so into a game you're like, I just don't like this game. Refund it. Oh, you got the right shoulder pad. There you go, Hilly. If you're right, I could see AAA games not putting their full game on Game Pass, but maybe putting exclusive content on their weapons and skins. Yeah, I don't know about that, maybe. I'm telling you, third-party, 
AAA games are going to run away from Game Pass like the plague unless unless they're releasing a DLC and the game's been out for a while. EA actually did this right years ago. They would give you a certain number of hours in the full game, and then if you wanted to buy it, it was discounted. Yeah. <laughs> such a good system. To ha- yeah, I'm not trying to praise EA, but that's such a better system. How is that not good for the consumer? Sony Studios are expanding each year. Positive story after positive story in today's climate. Meanwhile, 343 is contracting out work, but Microsoft has the better business plan. We're paying for a monthly online subscription service as well as for a monthly Game Pass subscription. Most people are likely spending more money through those subs than individual games would be at full price. Sure. Yeah, sure. It's not dirt cheap uh, and it's not free. It's a benefit for all of our subscriptions. No, it's dirt cheap. No. Game Pass, like... Game Pass value, like what you get and what you spend, it's dirt cheap. <clears throat> I, I don't see how you can like to to, to say what you're saying, Disorder. I simply don't agree. I, I simply I simply don't agree. I don't think it hurts them the way that you think. They get fat checks and perks to be on Game Pass. People can fly didn't get a fat check. Square Enix did. People can fly to get a fat check. They got their they got their royalties late, most likely, because they didn't get them when we first reported on it. It was early last year. They can get a fat check. Here's what they are saying. If you're Taylor Swift, you don't need to put your music on Spotify. Right, like, yes. You don't exactly like if your game, if your game and your name is popular enough, again, you're a AAA third party title. Why in the world would you throw yourself on Game Pass week one? I mean, get those sales. What are you doing? Get that revenue. Was People Can Fly's problem with the way their contract was written or just a problem with Game Pass in general? It's a very common relationship that the publisher recoups a bunch of the a, a bunch of their costs and then at a certain threshold pays the developer a royalty. That like that's a very very common relationship. I'm all for protecting my wallet, but it's hard to see industry on the verge of cannibalizing itself. Devs aren't doing this for free or a hobby. Right. Hence why I say it's a square problem and not game pass. No. No, it's not a square problem. It is not a Square Enix problem. That is a common contractual setup for big AAA titles because the budgets are huge. They get a ton of money from the publisher. Publisher wants to make their money back first and then the royalty agreement triggers at a certain threshold. This is very common. It's not abnormal at all. They're the ones fronting the money. They're the ones fronting the money. Which is why I qualify this. It's this is such a superfluous argument because I'll, I'll be proven right in two years time you will not see big AAA third party titles landing on Game Pass for their launch weeks you won't see it they'll say no it's not worth it unless the publishers do it out of pure greed and don't care that'd be the only reason you would see it happen but I can't see Square Enix saying oh yeah sign us up for another one of those less sales unless The only way I could see it happening is if the publisher weighs the deal and says, 
we're more likely to make money on the Game Pass deal than on the total sales. <clears throat> That's the only way I could see it. And then it hurts the dev. Right? Like, Square Enix could have looked at projected sales and said, uh, even our best possible forecasts aren't as good as what Microsoft's offering us. So let's take the Microsoft deal. And then it hurts sales and, and they make it up with the, with, the, with the money from Microsoft. And the person that's hurt the most by it is the developer. Sounds like People Can Fly got undercut by Game Pass. They had a metric to meet and Game Pass undercut them. That's exactly right. That is quite literally what happened. Game Pass was never contemplated in the contract between Scare and People Can Fly. Microsoft comes in with a check, Square throws the game on Game Pass, People Can Fly gets screwed. It's probably very similar to Black Widow. I think that's the primary concern. The more we've talked about this, the more we've fleshed this out, that's the primary concern, is that the publishers and Microsoft are going to be shaking hands and be like, oh, this is great, and the dev's going to be like, yo, what? No! What are you doing? We're... That's that this isn't this isn't fair. You're gonna hurt our launch. We're gonna get less sales. It's great for you. You get almost guaranteed ROI because a portion of it's already made up from the check from Microsoft. You do realize that the Outriders game was only released on Xbox Game Pass at launch. It did not hit PC Game Pass until eight months later. That has nothing to do with the discussion. Until you can definitively show me that most of Game Pass holders are on PC, I refuse to believe it. The the conventional wisdom, anything we've ever talked about with the Microsoft ecosystem, the lion's share of everything happens on the Xboxes. The lion's share of people doing Game Pass are doing it on an Xbox, not a PC. I, I, I would require hard data to believe otherwise. I need hard data. You will never convince me without d- hard data that PC users are the greater saturation of Game Pass subscribers. There's just freaking no way. Everything we know about the PC community, I highly doubt that. Because you got to do it through that Microsoft storefront. No way. No. The lion's share of Game Pass holders are on Xboxes. If publishers keep doing this, it's going to kill creativity. Who's going to take a risk? Why do you think that we were talking about more remakes? Right, go with the safe thing. Go with the sure thing. Yeah, like, go with the established franchise. Go with the brand-recognizable franchise. Mother... Until you can definitely show me that these games are making less money by being on Game Pass, like straight-up numbers, I will not believe they're making less, just that they're wanting more. So, okay, so everything we've said about Outriders is irrelevant. You don't have to deal with any of the things that happen with Outriders. There were, there were literal gaming news outlets encouraging people to cancel their pre-orders to the, to the point that the developers spoke out and asked people to not do that. Don't cancel your pre-orders. So that happened. And then supporting evidence for the, the, the argument that I'm making is that people can fly wasn't getting royalties because the total number of sales didn't hit where it needed to hit. So all of that, you, you think all of that just is not, that doesn't mean anything. Correct. I also don't believe Outriders made less than they would have either. I believe people canceling pre-orders is proof that they lost money because they didn't get money from the Game Pass deal. Square Enix did. 
You don't need to show numbers when AAA third-party games aren't releasing day one. Yeah, when that starts happening, I'll be proven right. Would Death's Door have celebrated their success if they had hit Game Pass day one? Yeah, 100,000 in sales and units on Steam, week one, and then they later landed on the other consoles. Yeah, it's hard to say with an indie, though, Barrier, because that check might be enough to fund the next project, and they don't need the quantity of sales. It's because, like, because, like, Death's Door is a two-man team, so if Game Pass writes them a fat check, their next project is funded. Who cares about quantity of sales at that point, right? It's, it's tough with smaller devs because it's easier for them to, 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 get, to get their next project funded. Like, a fat check's all they need. It's like, oh yeah, all you need is a fat check and you're good to go. Play Death's Door on Game Pass? Yeah, I hit Game Pass day, uh, later, though. Death's Door launched... I, Death's Door was a PC-only launch and their first week they sold 100,000 units. And then they moved to the other platforms in Game Pass later. And those companies are making the smarter choice. The ones who go to Game Pass are making that active decision. That's not something consumers have to nor should have to have a ri- give a rip about. I'm not saying you should have to give a rip about it. I'm saying it would be concerning to the consumer if these decisions are being made by the publisher and it's fundamentally harming the developer. That should concern you. That should concern you. You can't sit idly by and be like, oh no, that's totally fine. The publishers and Microsoft are busy shaking hands and everybody's getting paid and the devs are getting left out in the cold. Like, no, I don't think we can look the other way on that. I'm not saying that means you cancel your Game Pass subscription or don't support Game Pass or don't support Microsoft, but you got to call a spade a spade at that point. You got to be like, that's not a good deal. That's not good for the industry. Death Store was an Xbox exclusive. No, it was not. It was on Steam first. We literally reported on this. It sold 100,000 units on Steam. It was not an Xbox exclusive. Maybe a timed exclusive. It hit Xbox first before Sony, but it was on Steam. It released on... It released on Windows, Xbox on July 20th, and then the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation, November 23rd. Okay, so it was a console-timed exclusive. It wasn't an exclusive, though, because it landed on Steam. I thought it sold all of its units on Steam, so I was incorrect on that front, but they sold 100,000 units. It was not Game Pass day one, was it? Yeah, it was a console-timed exclusive for... It looks like... what's What's the dates there? August, September, October, November. Four months. It was a four months time exclusive. I don't think it was on Game Pass though day one. Maybe it was, but they sold 100,000 units and I don't think I don't think that was because of Game Pass. It wasn't on Game Pass at launch. Okay. That's, that is tangentially supporting our argument that this little indie title launches uh, and it, it does an amazing job all on its own 100,000 units and so, sold Oddward Soulstorm PlayStation Plus deal is devastating for the developer when was this reported on? literally today in light of what we're talking about apparently let me pull this article up in, in light of what we're talking about comparing the platforms Eurogamer is saying Oddward Soulstorm PlayStation Plus deal is devastating for the developer. Uh, 
Chatting with to Xbox Expansion Pass, Lanning said his team initially thought that they would sell roughly 50,000 units of Oddworld World Soulstorm and certainly no more than 100,000 units. The studio was also looking for some financial help to keep the game alive, and as such, when Sony approached the team offering an undisclosed amount of money to put the game on PS Plus for its release month, Lanning took the deal. However, the game's release was delayed three months due to the ongoing effects of the sickie, and with the game's later release, Lanning said more people had previously estimated now had access to the PlayStation 5. As a result, he revealed that Oddworld Soulstorm was downloaded almost 4 million times through PS Plus, vastly overshooting the game's expectations. For us, it was devastating. Following its release on PC and PlayStation consoles in April 2021, Oddworld Soulstorm went on to launch on the Xbox in November. Landing, however, did not disclose how the game sales compared to Xbox. When he called it a slightly patchy adventure, typical heartfelt, the enduring point of Oddworld, horrific elements are mostly fictional. Back in the day, it seemed he's talking about the game now. Wow, it seems like if a game's available on a subscription service, it actually isn't good for the game. Like, this is Sony, this is not Xbox. But that's a support that is a supporting piece of evidence that when they saw that many people downloading it through the subscription they were like oh frick why because they know that those 4 million people are incredibly unlikely to buy the game he he described that as devastating it wasn't going to sell 4 million Four million played on plus. Yeah. Connect the dots, Paul. You're real close. They were expecting fifty to a hundred thousand copies to sell. Four million played it on plus. What do you think that does to their sales projections? Four million people didn't pay a money didn't pay a cent for it. What do you think that does to their sales projections? Their meager projections of fifty fifty to a hundred thousand. Uh, so I've seen many people say that they would buy the game after playing on Game Pass to support the devs if Outriders was actually good at launch and all the free pass do you think the people can fly would have cashed in no no it's exactly what the odd world guy was just talking about when you see record number of downloads through the subscription you have to groan internally he's not the only person promoting this dialogue do you forget that when the guy from days gone spoke out and said if you like the game if you want to support the game buy the effing thing why do you think he said that because they saw a surge of interest in downloads and people playing days gone because it was on uh, it was on ps plus and he's like okay that doesn't do anything for us if you like the game buy it Did you know that the directors once was going to put Halo Master Chief Collection on the PS4 and they changed their minds last second? I've never heard that. They could easily have made double their estimates uh, for sales without a subscription. Or, or, hang on a minute, we need 24 more likes for 300 likes, guys. I don't, we, we, this is one of the weirdest days I've ever had on YouTube. We have tons of super chats. We have a new member. Likes are struggling, but the view count's been great. It's just such... What is... I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. The total view count is horrible. What is happening? So many people are here. 
we're having a great day. YouTube is losing its mind. I like. I honestly think it's losing its mind. We've had a, an amazing turnout and amazing numbers. I do not understand what's happening. Um, since Microsoft is contracting out Halo Master Chief update, then why not contract out to Bungie? Well, Bungie's not going to help them. Bungie's you know got their own thing that they're working on. They got their own stuff that they're doing. They don't want to work on that game. Uh, Oh, yeah, I wanted to respond to what Jeff B. said. They could have easily doubled their estimates without the subscription. Think about how well Oddworld would have done if it would have been on a demo instead of of free. Right? Think about 4 million people downloading your game as a demo. What do you think that does to your potential sales? 4 million people. Man, we were hoping for maybe 100,000 people to play our game to download it to pay for it and 4 million people download the demo if 250,000 people buy I mean that's a re- that's a, that's a really really low percentage of people that would convert over and buy I can recall games that released free on PSN Plus day one and they shut down months later but at the same time without PSN Plus no one would have known about the game Right, and I think that's why they're saying we're going to do demos. We're going to do demos. Day one should stop for the sub-services. It should be a later date thing after the game's been out for a while. Yeah, that's what I said. Do it later when you're releasing the DLC. Oddworld had a Sony fan base for a decade and that decision hurt them. Oh yeah, big time. That's a first-party title, by the way. Like, that That's a first-party title. That had its that had its dadgum legs chopped off because everyone's like, oh, I don't have to pay for it. Oh, cool. No one's gonna pay a sub for demos. No, they're gonna pay a sub for all the other benefits, and they're gonna get demos, and those demos are gonna generate sales. I don't I don't think you're necessarily engaging with what I was saying, Healy. I'm not saying people are gonna buy purely for the demos, but if you're regularly getting demos, that's a value point. You're not going to drop your subscription if you're regularly getting to try out games before buying them. That's a great value. I don't know what it is, Noble. We, we've had great, like, mid-300s is totally good for us. I don't know what's going on. It's so weird. Everything feels great. Chat's been great. Turnout's been great. But then... Everything else seems to be out of whack. I I don't know what it is. Like, as an example, only 434 votes on the poll, right? A day like today with mid-300s in viewership and a very active chat, typically we'd have five to 700 votes. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's really, really strange. I'm not, it's, I can't really describe what's going on. Nothing seems to make sense. We used to be able to say, oh, there's this many people here, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. It's like, there's this many people here, and now all the other things aren't happening. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's super odd. We have a super loyal core, and if we didn't have that, I don't know what would be, I don't know what would be going on. You guys are crazy loyal. People don't understand that sales of games drive the game industry. No sales equals no game industry. Playing the whole game for free is a better value point. That's what Game Pass is. You can't walk back from that. The subs would drop. That's ex- you're you're making my point. I made that point a little bit ago, Hilly. I don't know if you were here or you were trying to get a, a left shoulder pad from Halo. I literally made that point. Sony is in 
a better position because their subservice will generate sales and they can always add more right they can always say oh yeah by the way that game is free now oh by the way we added this perk oh by the way we added that perk you are 100% correct you can't walk back from free games you can't do it and we're just constantly losing subs this is such this is I, I feel like I'm literally going crazy uh, you were on the top of my subscription feed this morning first time in about a week hopefully whatever change they implemented we start to see, see things turn around because I noticed the same thing Silent Warrior I opened up my app and everything looked normal again so perhaps perhaps that is uh, that is happening perhaps um, that has uh, that has been fixed Will you cover Battlefield 2042 April update? I think they are bringing a scoreboard. (laughs) No, I'm not covering that game. That game, that game dropped below. That game just recently dropped below a thousand concurrent players. That game just recently dropped below a thousand concurrent players. Commando G-Man with three months of membership. Thank you, sir. Welcome back in. Guys, don't forget, if your membership has lapsed or you've ever considered doing a membership here, we have recently started offering members-only content. There's an extra stream on Thursday afternoon for members to submit questions about anything I haven't covered. If you want me to talk about other things going on in the gaming world, maybe something spicy, maybe something controversial, that's what Thursdays is for. Friday nights are now members-only, and I do play games with my wife. We've got, we have drinks and laughs. It's a fun time. One of those Fridays every month is Community Game Night. Members-only. We're playing Fortnite no build squads on April 22nd. So not this Friday. Next week, April 22nd on Friday, get Fortnite installed and updated. You can play on any system. I don't care if you don't like it. We're going to have fun. Really, no build with drinks. It'll be a blast. We don't have to take it serious. We can laugh the night away. So consider clicking the join button or using the join command, or you can use the join link in the description below. It supports the stream directly, and we really need to see some turn there on member totals on this channel we also do the same thing on reforge radio every friday there's a there's a stream with my wife you can ask her questions about all the serious topics we covered during the week this week on reforge radio we covered will smith getting you know essentially canceled and losing tons of stuff and tons of opportunities and yesterday we covered um the johnny depp and amber heard case which that that should have done much better but youtube was just crapping the bed so that stream didn't do so well so make sure and watch that vod and today we're talking about the uh, the bills that are going to start passing in other states. Florida passed a bill that was called "Don't Say Whatever," and uh, other that's been a pretty big misrepresentation of the bill. <laughs> and uh, also, other states are wanting to, to 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 do it. I did a ton of research, and we're going to be talking about that today over on Reforge Radio. Um, Sony has a history of that, but I think they've gotten better. A long way to go for sure. What's their history? You guys are going back and forth about Sony having a history of something. Sony is not willing to be consumer friendly to the point that it's self-destructive. Right. Like when the CEO, Jim Ryan, talked about that recently, he talked about like, listen, we have a good, what did he call it? What did he call it? A good, tr- oh, it was a good phrase the way that he used it. It was, it was basically like, we have a good faith rhythm with our devs and we're not going to disrupt that to make their games free. Have you ever done anything on sports like a dirty hit or a play that caused a fine or a suspension? No, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Um, 
No. Um, I feel obligated to let you know that Fortnite ain't my jam, bro. It's not a virtuous cycle. Thank you. It's not about if a game is your jam. The whole point is we're gonna just play stuff and laugh. Like it does. It, like Warzone's not my jam. Neither is Halo Infinite. But we'll have nights where we play those games. It's just to be fun. It's just to have fun. Uh, if Game Pass destroys games I currently like, oh well, I'll play new ones. There will always be games, and I will always find new ones. I'm not a one-game Andy. Yeah, I sounded like an Ivan Drago take. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> Did I mention I watched yesterday's VOD, and I need you people to keep my name out of your mouth? Also, you have to approve my comment. I may have threatened violence. Zubair works. <laughs> yeah, people were definitely taking some chunks out of Zuby. It was pretty funny. What sports as a kid did you grow up with? We primarily watched uh, basketball and football. Loved watching, obviously, Michael Jordan growing up, and we loved to watch the Cleveland Browns lose. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I don't really watch sports now, like, at all. I don't have time, and I don't really care. And that take is exactly what Game Pass will bring about until there are no games worth playing, says Creature. Yeah, just like, well, I don't care if games die, I don't care if devs die, it doesn't matter, I'll just, I'll, you know, all that matters is me saving money. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Have you played Warhammer Inquisitor? Game is super fun. No, I have not. More people buy on Game Pass than not. Those are facts. No, those aren't facts. Those are not facts, Mo. Show me that. Where is there, Where is a report that shows that? that more people buy on Game Pass than not. Number one, you can't prove that because you can't create an alternate reality with Doctor Strange and show, well, these people are spending more money on games now, now that they're on Game Pass. How do you how do you know that? Like, how do you know if they weren't on Game Pass, they wouldn't just be more selective, but then be buying more games at full price, just more spread out? There's no way to know unless you can create an alternate reality. Sony service model is comparable to Game Pass Ultimate. It's a library of games that incorporates your online multiplayer for free. <clears throat> Microsoft presentation says that, but it's correlation, not causation. Yeah, you can't say we have these correlating data points that people on Game Pass are buying games. That, that doesn't prove that it's, cause, it, it, it's a causation. It doesn't prove that Game Pass is a causality in their relationship. That like, well, yeah, since they're on Game Pass, they're spending more money. There's literally no way to know that. I mean, did you play any sports as a kid? We did We did backyard everything. Backyard kickball, baseball, football. Um, we had a basketball hoop in our driveway. Yeah, if, if it was a sport or game, we, we named it. We, I mean, we, you, you name it, we played it. Quick off-topic question. If I join on radio, am I still able to get into a game night? I assume that that will go through Discord. No. Each channel has its own identity, so I can't. We can't do that. It would be pointless to say that, and that's just confusing. I understand that for some people, money's tight, and you're trying to get the best value. So you're like, "Where do I put my five dollars?" I'm not trying to squeeze people and be and be a and be a con man, but like, Reforge Gaming and Reforge Radio are very different channels. So it'd be weird to be like, "Hey, welcome to Reforge Radio." Oh, don't forget, you can play video games with me on a Friday night. Like that doesn't. We, we waited six months to do this 
and I feel I don't think I don't feel you're being critical, but I'm just kind of preparing for people to be critical. Um, I feel both channels have unique identities enough now to say like we feel both channels can offer their own benefits as opposed to having crossover. Um, the only thing we have said is you can listen to the Madam Q and A stream if you're a gaming member. We're in Discord, and you can go in there and listen, right? And we may not do that if we feel like people are opting, because that's the only benefit on radio is the Madam stream on Fridays. And so if people start just using the Discord and not converting over there, well, then that's that's a self-defeating purpose. Like, we really need both channels to have a healthy member base. Like, I can't do 17 streams a week with floundering membership. It just doesn't, it's not freaking possible. Like, I'm I'm putting in I'm putting in eighty to hundred hours a week, and we got We got to see a turn. We really, really do. Um, I thought we were gonna do memberships through your website. We had to shutter that whole thing because of everything we went through last year. That whole plan got destroyed. I don't know if people realize how many things we had planned and how many things we were working on that had to be completely shut down and canceled. Like everyone's like, I don't like all the changes you're making. It's like, oh my gosh, if you only knew, (laughs) if you only knew how hard last year was, it it, it was, it was unbelievable how many things we had to shutter and cancel because we got, we got banned from a game that we covered exclusively. Like it was a complete and utter tectonic upheaval of everything we were working on it affected coffee sales it affected everything creature was working on with the network all of it had to be shuttered and shut down because it was like this isn't going to work now we don't have a big enough funnel of people like our funnel got cut down to like a third of what it once was so none of that stuff made sense and it's 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 literally revenue loss every month like money like just bleeding in the red every month because like we're just we're still not we have still not climbed out of the ditch which is why we were like the only way we climb out of the ditch is with with member incentives that's literally it that's our only option at this point we have a great show we have a great audience and a great community only way we climb out of that ditch is with member incentives so have coffee sales rebounded no they have not they're uh I think that the uh, I think um, um, what is this? Oh, I think that the Frickmas sale really hurt us. It, re- it really did. I think tons of people stocked up, so I think it just hurt us. So it's just gonna take a while. It's gonna take a while. Speaking of coffee orders, we just got one. Two light roasts to Noble Beast. Thank you, Noble. They're starting to normalize. Yeah, they're they, yeah. I would say that they're starting to normalize. I really think you guys went crazy in February and and just bought so much of the Frickmas. I didn't think that that was going to work as well as it did when we did the Frickmas sale. And I think people are literally sitting on piles of coffee. <laughs> they're just like, I got plenty, bro. And so that's just going to happen. I'm not even worried about that. I'm not. That doesn't bother me. Sales of, of an item like that are always going to kind of go like this, and that's totally fine. We need to have, we we need to have like a concrete offer for members. That was the that was the conclusion that I came to. I was like, 
we've been doing this for six months i really feel like reforge radio has a great identity and vibe so let's offer member incentives on both channels when we first came over here in september a lot of you don't know this we have a larger channel that we used to do this live show on and we moved it over here because that channel had to go through a bunch of really hard changes we had to unlist a bunch of videos and completely change the identity of the channel because it could no longer be a destiny channel so when we did that we didn't feel right about offering membership incentives it felt kind of scummy to be like hey Uh, I know you have a membership over there, but we're going to do membership over here. Oh, and and we're going to offer membership incentives. It didn't feel right. Okay. It just didn't feel right. It's been six months and it's like, okay, we survived because of you guys. We've built something pretty special, I think. And Reforge Radio is in a great spot. Okay. Now's the time we can say, okay, I think we can offer member incentives. I think the channels are separate enough. Their identities are separate enough that we can do that. So, um, Creature says, I wish you guys had a firm understanding of how much Lono loves you guys. He shields you from me in ways you will never fully understand. (laughs) Uh, A $5 tip from Mr. Glum. Do you think we will ever get a Halo Forge in the beginning of Season 3 due to the partnership? Okay, so this is my prediction about Forge. I think Forge gets bumped again, and I think Co-op gets bumped again. That's what I think. That's what I think. No pun intended with all the Game Pass talk. Have you thought about a coffee subscription? Yes. Yeah, I do one with the local micro roaster and it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working on that. So we are working on new merchandise options that you'll be able to buy directly from our website. We are working on coffee subscription options. We're also lo- working on members getting a discount on coffee. So we're working on all those things. Um, and we are and we are cooking up some things for the coffee that'll, that'll unify it with everything that we're doing. So... We appreciate the support. People doing super chats, people doing memberships, people ordering coffee. We greatly appreciate it. We really, really do. Listen, YouTube's always going to fiddle with stuff. They're always going to fiddle with stuff. Whatever the frick they did that's causing all of the all of the disarray, there's there's nothing we can do. Uh, there's nothing we can do about that. But what we can do is just continue to offer really great consistent value. Consistent live shows, consistent value, and now we're offering consistent member incentives to get new folks to smack that join button and hop into all the great things that we're doing. Fozzie with a $5 tip. It's too bad channels can't have different stations without affecting the algorithm. Uh, It sucks to have to choose between channels of support. I I get you, Fozzie, but I mean... You just did a five dollar tip. You could have done that. That's a membership on another channel. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying, bro? Do you get what I'm saying? I think I don't think I don't think we're asking people to break their back. I don't. If times are tough and you can't afford it, I don't want you spending a dime on my channel, right? But ten bucks a month, five on each channel. A lot of you guys, I know you can swing it because you go crazy with super chats and stuff. So. I get where you're coming from. I do, Fozzie. But I think sometimes it's like, oh, what's the deal? You know, you're over here, you're over there. What difference does it make? Uh, there's legit less than 10,000 people playing both games. Well, no, that no. you're looking at the Steam charts. That's not, that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. On Xbox, Master Chief Collection and Halo Infinite are likely pulling in more players than that. Yo, Fozzie with eight months. Lamau, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to bust people's chops, but sometimes I'm like, you, 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 you guys do know that you can, you can just do a membership and say, <laughs> what's the hierarchy of support? Which is the best way from the top to the bottom? Membership's the absolute best way. 
If if I could get right now, if I could get you know a, a couple hundred people to become members on both channels, I wouldn't need to worry about a dadgum thing. Not a dadgum thing, because that's just every month, every month, every month. I don't gotta worry. I got members. I got members. There's no news. This game sucks. This stream. This stream was a fail. None of that. Ma- none of that matters. None of that matters if members. All about the membership. That's why we started offering incentives because it's like, well, holy frick, what the frick are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna do? Members were falling, and I think that was fair. I'm not complaining, by the way. I think it was totally fair for membership to drop. We were offering nothing. Where do I buy the coffee? You can use the coffee command, exclamation point coffee. There's a coffee link in the description below, or you can go to rageousroast.com. Um, yeah. So yeah, membership and coffee are like the two best things. If you're buying coffee every month and you're a member every month, I'm that that is an amazing, amazing bedrock that allows us to just ride these storms. YouTube pushes a button and our metrics get cut in half. That's nauseating if you're living off the ad revenue. We're worth it's good and bad, right? We don't live off the ad revenue and thank frick we don't because they've detonated our they've detonated our metrics with one button push or a couple. I don't know what they did. But they've, they've we, we fell all we've we've literally we are literally all the way back to the numbers that we had when we came over here in September. So thank goodness that is not what we live off of. Because if that's what we live off of, we'd be in pure we'd be in pure panic mode. I'm irritated, but we're not in panic mode. Like you guys that order coffee and do memberships, that's literally the bedrock. That stuff doesn't move. And thank goodness. And thank goodness. Cause <laughs> all it takes is the slightest change. YouTube's like we're going to change this thing. And we're like, uh, our metrics just cut in half. What'd y'all do? They're like, we don't know. We're just fiddling with stuff back here. (laughs) I reached out to my former partner manager and he was like, you should be doing shorter form content like shorts and maybe like a, you know, like a 10 minute and really try to drive people, uh, to the channel. And I was like, so I'm supposed to use short form content to promote long form content. Okay. What? Like I could actually see, if you guys were here yesterday, you know that icon change? If you're using the mobile app and you see like my icon flashing live, you can click on that icon. It'll bring you like right to whatever live stream I'm currently doing. Um, and so that change, I actually see the wisdom in being like, maybe I should put out a short every morning with my hot take on whatever the opinion is, whatever I'm talking about. And uh, and then if any if anybody sees that in the shorts like feed like they're scrolling through that little flashing thing is like hitting them in their eyeballs but i hate shorts i hate them creature will tell you i hate shorts i don't want to do them <laughs> i hate the way they look on the channel you know i hate the way they look when you go to my my channel feed i i hate them Uh, I noticed he subbed to me, repeating my... Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) There we go. I had to schedule the next stream. The next stream is about Call of Duty. Next stream is about Call of Duty officially moving away from... uh, Their their strategies are changing, and I want to talk about what it means for the industry. Three thousand players on Steam is extremely telling. 
uh, even if on Xbox, you have 300 people in this chat. <laughs> yeah, we have a tenth of. <laughs> I have a yeah, I have a tenth of what they have on Steam. I get I get what you're saying. <laughs> oh golly, uh, Eugene says some population numbers, Lono. Destiny Two had 290 thousand on Xbox yesterday. It's ninth on Xbox most played games. Currently, Halo is 14th. Take that for what you will. Right, like as a measurement of where it's landed. Oh, no, it's fallen. It's fallen pretty far. Uh, No doubt in my mind, Eugene, that Halo has fallen really far, even on the Xbox. Yes, yes, yes. Zero doubt. Zero doubt in my mind. Short shorts are sexy. (laughs) There's just short form content is just is just this big push and so it's hard it's hard not to do it but at the same time like I don't like just bending to the whims of a platform like oh we're doing short form now it's like yeah but I don't like short form Yeah today today our issue isn't because he t- he he told me our CTR was bad our CTR is fine today but you're not putting me in front of anybody for whatever the frick reason like our CTR is fine but we're not we're, we we're, we're not in front of people you can you you can see that in the it's so weird we are hitting so heavy today too you guys came out in droves like i was so i'm so pleased with how many people tuned in today i was like oh my gosh this is great had an early meeting this morning uh good morning yo what's good gamer plays it's okay for this channel I mean, a five or six percent's good. It's not good. I thought that was good. I thought anything between like a three. I thought it was like between a three and an eight. Maybe I'm thinking of another number. I might. I. I you know what? You know what happened? I stopped checking all that crap because it drove me crazy. So I stopped checking it because it made me. It made me. It made me freaking batty. Five dot three. What's this? What's the? I can't remember what the what the average is for the uh, what the platform. I can't remember what it was. I'm red in the face for anything under seven. But we've never been that good ever. I checked yesterday. Seven. Because the topic is Halo. <laughs> you shouldn't be looking at it. No, I literally stopped looking at it on purpose because it, it drove me nuts. And so I just stopped going back there and poking around. So when he said that, I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. When he said that in the email, I was like, I've not been looking at it. This is isn't helpful. So is this your face when someone asks you about shorts? Check Discord. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah, yeah, Anakin. No, this is why I don't like them. Do you want to know why I don't like them? I in this, and I might just have to get over this. I might have to get over this because if they're effective. We'll try it, right? We'll try it. Because imagine if I would have put out like a minute long video this morning being like, Halo Infinite's in trouble. And it would have been a, a like a, a 45 second flyover of all the points I made to you guys. And down in the corner, it's flashing that I'm live. What the and they click to come in, right? How many thousands of people might see that and maybe potentially come in? But let me just show you why I don't like them. I like how this looks. You see here? If you come to my channel and you click on this videos tab, doesn't that look pretty? All those great games, all those great thumbs and all those great titles, all that variety. 
Don't look at these view counts. Golly, frick, this week it's bad. Like, barely cracking into 2000s. Um, but I love the way that it looks. But I absolutely hate when you come here and there's all these freaking no thumbnail, weird looking shorts. Do you know what I'm saying? Who does shorts regularly? Like, somebody, I would have to look up a video, a channel who does shorts regularly. Um, I bet you Wolvie does. Wolvie does shorts regularly, doesn't he? Yes. I, I, I like I like Wolby. I like his channel. I like his branding. Look at this thing. Look at this ugly eyesore right here. He's got flawless help. Flawless help. Flawless help. Flawless help. We know what he's doing. That's the kind of channel he runs. That's the kind of streamer he is. Good for him. Doing trials. Doing flawless help. Awesome. Good for Wolby. What the frick is this short doing here? It is ugly. It is, it is freaking ugly. Let's go down here where he was actually doing regular shorts. Let's imagine I was doing once a day. Look at this. Look at that. It's ugly. It's so nasty. Great thumbnails. Easy to read text. Oh, he's doing it. Blah, blah, blah. Live trials cards. Blah. Live trials cards. Blah, blah. Uh, they're so ugly. They're so ugly. Oh, what's good, Wolvie? I needed somebody who I knew did did shorts regularly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Wolvie's got great thumbnails, great text, and you got all these stupid shorts. We should be... They, there should be a way to filter those out or something. There should be a way to filter those out because they're ugly. And it isn't his fault. That's literally what the channel... That's literally what the app does. It's that Wolvie's not doing that. That's just what shorts do. Who looks at history like that? I know. Like I said, I probably should get over it. I probably should get over it. Can you change the thumbnail after it's been published? You can. You can. It doesn't affect it if you do that either. It doesn't hurt it. We could certainly come up with shorts thumbs. Sure, we could. We could. So, like, I look at somebody's channel like that, and I'm like, oh, man, Wolvie's got great thumbnails. Oh, look at all the stuff he's doing. And then you have all those shorts in there, and I'm like, ah, oh, blah. Why, don't, why do they have to look like that? Yes, it's only on desktop. I, it, that's true. That's true. It's only on desktop, and we could certainly come up with a thumbnail format that maybe I could use so I could get over it. Listen, I'm persnickety, man. I'm persnickety. I don't I don't like seeing stuff like that. I like my channel looking clean and nice and all this great stuff and we put all this work into the thumbs. I love that. And then I go look at my channel I'm like, "Oh my gosh, these shorts are hideous." I think Ninja does shorts and he does thumbnails for them. It blows my mind that they don't have shorts under a separate section bought a bag of coffee oh you got some your issue with shorts can quickly be sorted out with a new thumbnail and only affects a small percentage of users yeah you better die on this hill i know you've watched me play elden ring i'm stubborn man i'm stubborn listen there's another thing to consider december january february and march everything was amazing for us and i don't want to suddenly just like start changing what we're doing in a panic i don't want to do that like, we did nothing but two live streams a day on this channel. December, January, February, and March. That's, th- that's four months of just boom, 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 boom. Consistency, consistency, consistency. And YouTube fiddled with something. I don't want to change what I'm doing and overreact. That's why I'm, that's why I'm hesitant. Part of my stubbornness, is, I think, has helped us because it keeps us consistent. You know what to expect. We're here every day. That's a good thing, right? I don't want to change all that. Hey, there it is. It came through. A bag of light roast to Mr. Glum. I appreciate that. Listen, 
we've only got three coffee orders we need a fourth we need to even this out so that when I print the labels so can somebody (laughs) hollow judgment coming in with a new membership oh thank you so much how many new members is that two new members enjoy the dope badge and emotes your dope and deserve dope stuff enjoy enjoy the extra stream on Thursday and enjoy the Friday night streams with my wife and community game night. Don't forget this month's community game night is Friday, April the 22nd. It is Fortnite no build squads. I've been screaming about short form audition content for how long? You've not been screaming about it. You recommended it two weeks ago and I said, no, I didn't want to do it. Two weeks ago, you said we should do a, a short a day and and don't hit people's notifications with it and it might help. And I was like, I don't want to. Why? Because we, we literally were humming. The channel was humming. I was like, I don't want to do that. Channel's humming. Expectations are set. Two live streams a day. Boom. Let's not break. Let's not break from that. You know? Been lurking since season of Donkey, but the good work. Oh, thank you. You're not stubborn. Donkeys are stubborn. You're Lono. Donkeys look at you and wonder how you got the way you are. <laughs> uh, and 11 weeks ago and 18 weeks ago. Well, yeah, but your 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 motivation was different back then. I hate shorts, I do, and the reason I told you no eighteen weeks ago was why we 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 see sub loss and no revenue on them. Why would I do them? That was my reasoning. Eleven weeks ago, I think I said the same thing. I was like, no, I was like, they're not paying us any money, and we we always typically see people unsub when I do shorts, right? It's such a it's such a break in format. Here's a two to three hour long video game radio show. Here's a TikTok video. Like, it's just like, what the frick? It's, they're, they're on polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Using short form content to promote long form content, I just, I, I'll try it. I'll try it. But I'm telling you right now, I, I, I don't, it, it seems so, the logic is so broken. It seems so broken logically to me. People scrolling through short form content, wanting to come and watch this, it doesn't, it, that doesn't seem to be an audience that we want to be in front of. Creature keeping a diary filled with all the times Lono hurts his feelings. <laughs> If we take distorted stance, if Loney dies, he dies. We can just find a new stream. <laughs> Tell Rogan's audience that that you can't use him as an example. Yo, what's good, Mango? Listen, right now, chat, how many people in here right now are core audience, the super loyal? I want yes or no do you at any time during the week consume youtube shorts even a little bit one or two ha 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 do you consume any youtube shorts yes or no core audience right now do you consume that content let's see how many yeses and noes we get i'm seeing more yeses than i thought i would see I'm looking for yeses, not noes. I'm seeing mostly noes. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of yeses. Oh, frick. Now I'm seeing yeses. Okay. 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 One or two if I see cleavage. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. 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 Do a poll. 
there's enough people listen there's enough people that said yes that okay there are people that consume both alright because most of the time finding new channels I'll do it through shorts okay alright only for jiggle (laughs) to be fair shorts are to attract non-core people Listen, I can't not be... Like, I'm logical. That's just how I'm wired. And when I look at it, I see a logic breakdown immediately. I'm like, so so people are scrolling through short-form content and they're going to want to watch me. Long-form, ranty, debate radio show. Like, the logic breaks. And my brain rejects it. So my... I, I have such a hard time with things that see... It just, it just, it just seems illogical to me. It's like... The percentage of people that are going to be a good click from that, it's got to be low, right? It's got to be low. Why the frick would we do that? But you guys are telling me, no, I consume that content. I find new channels that way. Okay. Maybe I need to stop thinking logically about it. I can't apply logic to, to that type of behavior, maybe. Maybe I'm, again, maybe I'm being too analytical, too logical about it. We aren't making shorts for the existing audience. We're making them for the shelf to meet new people. The existing sub base will never even see the shorts. No, no, I understand that creature, and I and I track with it. I track with it. It's the idea that that funnel of people, if a couple thousand people see that short, is that even who we want clicking and coming in? I just that that's where the logic breaks. But I'll try it. I'll try it. We'll see what we'll 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 see what happens. Sorry, I was in the middle at work, but thanks for the spotlight, brother. I see what you're saying uh, about it being non-uniform. Like, Wolvie, I, like, I I wasn't doing that to say I think your channel looks bad. I think the way YouTube does it looks bad. I just needed a channel with thumbnails that I knew I liked. Like, I knew I liked your thumbnails, so it was like, I wish YouTube didn't do this. Now, to be fair, Creature and I can come up with a thumbnail template, and then I can just use that so it actually looks fine on browser. We could even put something on there to let people know it's a short to like signify like, oh, this is a different type of content, right? I actually love your thumbnails and that's why I hate that. I'm like, what the fuck? Get that out of there. Shorts are effective. Shorts are good. Wolvie's had some really high performing short videos and then they look horrible on the UI on the desktop. Example, I don't like Rogan. I like Snowden. Rogan, po- Rogan posts a short form of him interviewing Snowden. I'll go check it out. Uh, okay, I know I'm tracking with that. SDMF renewing their membership and doing a tier two, getting the blue joystick. Thank you so much. We do offer other thresholds of uh, of membership. If the membership incentives continue to work, the Thursday afternoon extra stream and the Friday night streams and the community game nights will start offering more perks for the higher tiers. I see exactly what you mean in terms of UI. Yeah. And again, that's just me being persnickety. That doesn't mean that, that that doesn't mean it's actually hurting your channel or is bad. It's just me being me. That's just how I'm wired. I like things to look nice. Like this was a nightmare because I wanted it to look nice. Like I wanted it to look crisp and that's why we only do this. Like I don't want a bunch of junk on the screen. I just, you know, maybe reforge shorts. No, 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 no. No, no. A channel dedicated to shorts we're, we're not Tim the Tap Man. When you get to scale, you can do a channel dedicated to shorts. You can't do that when you're not at scale. It doesn't work. Don't you owe a bunch of people wizard powers? (laughs) Listen, we really want to see five new members a day. We've already got three. Can I get two more people to click the join button? 
We do an extra stream every Thursday, Friday night streams, community game night. We're, we're, giving, we're giving back to members as best we can right now. So consider becoming a member for five bucks a month. Five bucks a month adds up if a lot of people do it. And we have seen people, we have seen new members. We haven't seen new members in a long time and we're seeing more with the incentives. So we really appreciate that. Both people who maintain and do new memberships. If you can't afford it, don't listen to anything I'm saying. Ignore me. I don't want people pushing the button that can't afford it. I know times are tough depending on where you are right now. Couldn't reforge up base B shorts. Eh, that's not what that channel's made for either. Lono is actually the spirit animal for all donkeys and goats in the world. Little known fact. <laughs> YouTube just needs to push the tabs update. If shorts, videos, and streams didn't land side by side, it would help with engagement and visuals. I saw really good things for potential updates to how the website and channels would look. It, well, they just need to roll it out. And they really need to fix whatever they broke with our... Whatever they did that broke our exposure or, or broke us getting put in front of people. We'll see how the second stream goes today because Call of Duty, I don't know. Call of Duty should should be fine. It should really pull. But again, we don't know. YouTube's acting cray-cray. It's acting straight cray-cray. We had an amazing turnout today and we did not get rewarded for it. The, the, the turnout today was nuts. It was so good. I was like... This is great. What is YouTube doing? YouTube should have looked at us today and been like, boom, you guys are off to the races and it should have thrown us out to the world and they just didn't do it. I don't know why. I really don't. You guys brought the heat. Chat activity was great. Uh, Viewer turnout was great and YouTube just said no today. Maybe they'll treat us better for Call of Duty. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the updates channel is is in a great spot. We don't want to fiddle with that updates channel. The updates channel is awesome, by the way. You guys should subscribe to the updates channel because I put content over there that doesn't hit this channel. We've got two or three videos coming. No, no, we got one. Breath of the Wild 2. It might not run on the original Switch all that well, and that is from Digital Foundry. Check out Reforge Updates. Hit subscribe. Come become a member, hit like, do all the things. I'm going to take a quick restroom break and we're going to shift gears. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I only run ads when I step away. And when I come back, we will shift gears over to talk about Call of Duty and Blizzard Activision confirming a huge shift in strategy. What's it mean for COD and what's it mean for the industry? All right, I'll be right back.
Okay. Oh, the updates command is wrong. I'm so sorry. Let me, I'll fix that right now. Yeah, that's the old, that's the old URL. I'll fix it. The remnant is still there. Still there. Mm. Make sure that button's working. It is. Dude, the characters and story are amazing, and the lore and the world building are so dense. My friend's telling me about Elden Ring. Me actually playing Elden Ring. Wow, I have no idea what is going on. <laughs> Uh, is that the shorts channel? Creature's <laughs> oh, <laughs> gonna get you, dude. Is that the shorts channel? Oh, that's good. Creature, creature gonna get you. He's gonna get you. Yeah, they already fixed whatever bug was happening yesterday. They did. They fixed it. That weird display bug we were having uh, with live streams and scheduled live streams, they fixed it. Call of Duty News annual release official changes. Hopefully we get in, we get into some good debates about this next one because I think I think this could be this could be huge obviously. Yo, Cleo. Oh, Clay Row. To derp. Clay Rota derp. Oh, is it Clay Rota derp? Clay Rota derp. It's two words. I think I've always said it is like three. I am so sorry. Clay Rota derp. Thank you for three months of membership. That's a blue badge. Welcome on back in. Enjoy those perks and benefits. Uh. Wait, I don't understand. Where's the tweet? Oh, there it is. I think it was like, I always thought it was like Clay Road to Derp. Clay Rota, Clay, Clay Rota, Derp.
Read it backwards. Predatory elk. <laughs> what is that? What's a predatory elk? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Okay. Oh, I need to have something pulled up. I'm going to do a breakdown of this Call of Duty thing for you guys. Okay. All right. So, double talk show is fun, but it can be it can be tough. So, if you guys have enjoyed today, please come over to the next show. I'm sure you'll enjoy the next one. The next one is going to be about Call of Duty news, annual releases, like an official word on what they're doing. I think this is actually going to be pretty significant for both Call of Duty as well as the industry. I'm going to make my case to you in the next stream. And I hope to see you there. I need to make sure redirect is set up. I don't think I've set it up yet. There we go. Okay. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News. Talking about Call of Duty news. Blizzard Activision officially changing the direction of the game for annual releases. And I think this is going to be more impactful than maybe people think. Significant changes with respect to live service and how much Call of Duty impacts the industry. I'm going to make my case very briefly at the beginning of the stream. And then we discuss it for a pretty lengthy amount of time. We had a show this morning about Halo Master Chief Collection getting a huge update and what that means for Halo Infinite and why people might be frustrated with that. I am going to bring people over from that.